hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. It's your boy, Uche. I got my boy, QDZ, Pashizzi. It's way too easy. It snowed, and what made it extra cold was because it was breezy. Woo! 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 Bar! <laughs> Bar! Bars. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Q, you, you may have a career in another minefield land somewhere as a rapper, but, you know, definitely not today. You know the top three rappers is Dylon, Dylon, and me. What you talking oh, about? Oh, word, word, word. Okay. Word. I missed that. I missed that. My fault. My fault. Uh, this is episode 93. 93. And uh, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to the Wise Gang for uh, supporting us each and every episode. We really appreciate y'all. Um, we want to we wanna send a special shout out to all the black people across this nation because it is Black History Month. Let's not let's not forget that. You know what I'm saying? Um, they, gave the, they gave us the shortest month, though. That's facts. Fair. They gave us the shortest month? They couldn't give us, like, December? <laughs> My black is, it's all here, man. It's Black History Year, man. Come on. Nah, it's, it's, it's hella weird, but before we go too deep into that, because that's that's a rabbit hole we don't even want to open up. But, but before, but if you want to, I want to introduce our guests first and foremost. We got a, got a special guest to the episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you can see his face. His name is Jordan Lowe. What's up, brother? Say what's, what's up, good? Brother? What's good? I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to chop it up with y'all boys, man. I'm here for it. Let's get it. Word, word, word. Yeah, Jordan... Jordan is a uh, is an interesting dude, man. Like straight up, I I, I stumbled upon. I want, I want to give a backstory real quick. I stumbled upon your. I think I told you this as well. Mm-hmm. Stumbled upon your video on that you put out on um, your YouTube channel randomly. You know how the algorithms go, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. You you get warped into the algorithm. A video gets suggested to you, but it was when you were covering. The argument that was happening between, uh, I think it was DJ Academics and Meek Mill during that time, the, the clubhouse little dispute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was dope. And so I, I I reached out because I was like, yo, this guy, this guy. First off, the way you put together that video was fire. And then I look and I clicked on your profile and I was like, oh shit, dude, work for uh, for Complex? <laughs> yeah. oh, what the fuck? Like that was that's strange. Yeah. So, I, yo, before we get into anything else. Talk to us about, talk to us just a little bit about like, you know, what you do, I guess, with Complex and just like some of the, some of the things that you, that you have on your plate as a uh, social editor, you know what I'm saying? I guess by trade and just some of the stuff you try to get into. Yeah, yeah. So um, just quick backstory. I got into Complex as an intern um, right after college. So as soon as I graduated, you know what I'm saying, was able to go there in June. And the internship was basically um, for that summer. So this was in 2019. So it was from June to August and I was moving out to New York. I didn't know how I was going to be able to stay in New York past August, but I knew for a fact, right, I was not trying to go back to VA by any means necessary. So I had to figure something out. So basically throughout the course of the internship, you know, I'm in the video department. So I'm just doing all I can just to like sustain it. You know what I'm saying? 
And so just trying to help on other projects. I'm staying after, not getting paid for stuff because I'm doing overtime and stuff like that. Just trying to be an asset to the team. When it uh when the internship ended, the dude that was working on everyday struggle, he uh decided that he wanted to do something else within the company. And so it like matched perfectly. Like I filled right in, you know. And so since then, that was around like mid-August, September in um 2019. I joined the everyday struggle team. And so I've been doing that. And then everyday struggle just ended. So now I'm on sneaker shopping currently, just doing the social uh content for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Snapchat, and et cetera. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing as of late. And I still do like freelance stuff on the side. Like um, I do a lot of political work on the side in terms of like video work and, you know, just staying busy. Word, word. That's 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 big time, man. You know, it's, it's funny. You know, I feel like the Everyday Struggle show was, it was such a, a, a novelty in the mm. hip hop community for like, you know, since it started, really. Yeah. Um, and, and, and shout out to, you know, I guess Joe Budden, because from what I understand, he is the one of the people who pioneered the idea. Um, so, but I don't know. I'm not going to get into, like, the politics of it all. I don't fucking know what's true and what's not. However, I do know that show made a mark, especially when Joe Budden was there, from everything from the Yachty interview to, like, the Migos drama, remember, like yeah, the red yeah. carpet shit. Like they had, they had some moments, you know. Moment, what I'm saying that bro. they had some moments that I think people will never really forget. And it's it's kind of it kind of sucks to see the show go away. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, I'm sure everybody's out there doing their own thing and uh, prospering in ways that uh, that best fit them. You know. Yeah. I mean, shout out to you for being a hustler, man. Like that's that was my biggest takeaway. Like. I'm not going back to VA, man. Like, I'm going to figure out a way to stay here in New York and, like, you know, make my mark. Like, that That to me is that hustle mentality that us Virginians got, you know. That's a fact, back, bro. <laughs> you know, shout out to you, man. Hard work should never be uh, unnoticed. Like, always applaud that. Appreciate that, bro. Like, we've been, we've been dreaming for this moment for so long, you know what I'm saying? Like, once it's here, you know, I want to, like, you know, make it last as long as possible you know i didn't exactly. want that to come to an end like i always dreamed about going to new york or going to la and, you know doing the yeah. stuff that i'm doing so i just had to make it work bro exactly how, how is new york though by the way like you know the, you did you adjust to the fast pace mm-hmm. new york is my favorite city let me just put it this way okay. new york is my favorite city in the world yeah but i never live in new york it's just yeah, too yeah. fast yeah Nah, that's how it was, bro. I used to come out here for, like, spring breaks in college, like, every year. While everybody's, like, going to Miami and, like, you know what I'm saying, getting lit and all that stuff. I was coming to New York trying to, like, solidify connections and all that stuff. So coming out here, I was kind of already familiar with it because I took mad trips. But uh, I still had a lot of adjusting to do. I would say currently, like, we're still in pandemic. So it's not like the New York that it was in 2019 when I came out here. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, there's still so many opportunities, so many great people out here, um, so many like dope things that you can get into. So, you know, just taking it one day at a time. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the mecca. They call it, literally they call it the yeah. mecca. Your world, like when when New York moves, the world got to move with it. It's funny. Yeah. Did you have you gotten comfortable like the subway? 
Oh yeah, yeah, we got that down. We got that down. Got that down oh yeah, man, this is hell to me. Like, <laughs> about the subway stops at twenty three and eight. Like I don't even know where I'm at. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. Pooch, have you ever tried to look at the subway map and figure out where you're going from a Bro. subway map in in New York? Bro, yes, and I got confused yeah, every single time. Yo, I never, I never been somewhere where I had to rely on the people I, that lived there. Like we was we was moving around somewhere. And I'm like, how do I how do we do this? I'm like, I've never done that as an adult. Like I'm yeah. following another grown a grown person, <laughs> holding my hand. Okay, like we got to come this way, and then we got to take this train. I'm like, okay, it made no sense to me. Yeah. Like how long did it take you to actually get that down pat though? Like how I many how long are we talking? Man. I would say probably probably a few months. Because mm-hmm. I had this app, it's called City Mapper, right? And on the app, basically, it'll tell you like where to walk, what to get on, when to get off. Like it tells you everything, right? And I feel like experience is the best teacher, right? Like the more you do it, the more you start to put things together. Like, oh, I know if if I take this, I can take a transfer to this at this stop and, and all that. So I'm confident now. I feel like you could put me in a random area, blindfolded, you know what I'm saying? And I could get back home just because I know what connects to what, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. That's confidence, bro. Like, hey, yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen that, what you just said could turn into like the next the next idea for a show. Facts. You know <laughs> yeah. Imagine a TV show. Somebody blindfolded in New York City, and they tell them, "Yo, you gotta get you gotta get to the the the, the, the you know what I'm saying wherever." Yeah. Of Liberty. <laughs> this is a statue. This is a statue <laughs> of Liberty. <laughs> blindfolded. How about that? Hey, yeah, I'm telling you, crazy. Me. I've never went to see the Statue of Liberty, and I've been out here for over a year now. You know that's funny because it's like you, that though, man. You like can that. you can see it like in certain areas. You like, yo, that's yeah. a activity right there. You know, I'll go next time. That's yeah, how I always never go. <laughs> <laughs> never go. You know what? That you know, it actually reminds me of like. So we we from Northern Virginia. So and I, you from Richmond, right? Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Richmond. We we both went actually went to VCU. Shout out to Richmond. Yeah, man. Mechanicsville, um, Mechanicsville, Richmond. Nice, nice, nice. Um, you know, chicken. Yo, both churches, my parents churches chicken. Yo, classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, man. How y'all like churches? Um, VC was dope. I, I, like, VC was cool, man. It was a cool experience because I think that um, it had like a cool blend in the city of like artsy slash like city, but not being too city. But yeah, then it yeah. also was close enough to like residential. It, it had like a good blend to me. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I really did. I enjoyed it. I and, 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 and not to mention the year while we or sorry, while we were going there, that's when VCU actually went to the final four. Oh uh, yeah. And Vince so that yeah. shit was super crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's lit. Robert watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, yeah. you know what's funny? Uh VCU felt like a historically black guy. <laughs> there was so many black people in VCU. You right. know what I'm saying? Like black people ran VCU, in my opinion. Like you know, right. uh, where that just felt like all all black people. So that yeah, was my parents went there, so I felt connected to it too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. VCU they 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 renovated the hell out of VCU these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They added an IHOP in the middle of campus. You got Walmart. I got the pancakes on deck. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine when, when we were there? Ooch, all we had was after we go to the club, we go drive all the way down to that pizza spot. Man, 
You know, hey, but you know what though? We used to also frequent that place called New York Chicken, which was like, oh, well, we almost I, got shot. Like, bro, I swear we almost got killed multiple times trying just trying to get some fried chicken that wasn't even that fire. Like it was cool. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I know, you know how you feel, bro. You know, hindsight is 2020, man. The chicken was decent. We shouldn't have been risking our lives for that type of chicken. <laughs> Every time we risk our lives for that chicken. <laughs> I'll you, bro. Yeah, I was mad because after I left ODU, they want to add a Chipotle, they want to add Moe's, yeah. they want to add all this stuff. I'm like, yo, y'all using my tuition. <laughs> I'm not even here no more. Oh, yeah, that was kind of how I felt like after after I left, they, then they got to the final four. And I was like, yo, you know what? I'm kind of happy because I left. Mm-hmm. Because they got to hike the tuition prices up because mm-hmm. now people know who VCU is. Oh, D. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, yeah, we can talk about VCU all day, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, actually, sorry, real real quick before I, <laughs> I ran across somebody randomly the other day and they were like, yeah, I, you know, I go to VCU right now. I was like, oh, for real? Me too, me too. I was like, how do you like it? They were like, VCU is trash. Mm. I've never heard anybody say that shit. Like it, it hurt me. I was mm. like, "Fam, what? What is happening? Is there something going on in the city that we, we're just not privy to? Like, how how can you say VCU was trash? God damn! I never heard somebody say that. They probably ran into that one homeless person that be asking you for thirty dollars. Hey, uh, can you get thirty dollars? Remember that day we was like yeah, out the ATM. Cool. Okay, ATM. ATM. They said, "Can I get thirty dollars?" I was like, "Okay, I can't give you thirty dollars." Well, can I at least get the jacket like that you rock it? Like, nah, come on. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Remember, she said, she said, "I can tell you where the ATM is. It's over there." That's what she said. That's I what she said. Me. I was like, I, I never, ha- I never heard a homeless person tell me where the ATM was. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, like, damn. Yeah, I mean, I respect the hustle, though, man. Go, go, go get it how you live, man. Get it how you live. But, um, Thanks. yo, uh, enough about VCU. Let's jump into some of these topics. Um, before, I guess before we get to the one that we really want to talk about that we both kind of, uh, or all of us are kind of, like, familiar with, Nipsey Hussle dropped a um, a visual album, I guess, to come, well, when I say him, I mean his estate, dropped a uh, 10-year anniversary album of the uh, the Marathon Project. Um Seemed like a big deal, a big release when uh, when the news broke. I haven't gotten to it, but um, I will. And I, and, I, and and we talked a little bit before the episode started, but uh, so I know we we all haven't heard it. But I, I do want to say like rest in peace to to Nipsey Hussle. And, and and I think that besides the actual visual album, I want to get you guys like quick thoughts on like what Nipsey Hussle meant to you. If anything, uh, you know, and then we can go from there. So I guess Q, we, we, how would you how would you say uh, Nipsey Hussle impacted your life, if if at all? Uh, you know, going back to the whole theme of hustling, you know, what I'm saying like we we talked about how we all each found ways to hustle to get to where we wanted to get to, uh, and Nipsey Hussle, somebody who was in the music industry for a while before he blew up, was like the ultimate hustler. And what I loved about him was on his album, Victory Lap, which I really loved even before he passed and I was bumping before he passed, he was giving people game on how to just become a successful person, not just rapper, not just business person, but just a per- successful person in general. 
he was given so many knowledge tools um, for people to use. And I think that he finally was starting to show his greatness uh, right before he passed. So that was something that really impacted me um, because I, I feel like Nipsey Hussle has so much more to offer. And it was kind of like a cruel reminder that um, nothing is guaranteed, number one. And number two, that cruel reminder of somebody uh, like life being too life being too short, pretty much. I can keep going with Nipsey Hussle, you know, but I'm gonna <laughs> keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel you on that. Um, so I guess for me, for for, for me, it was um, you know, I I don't want to be one thing I hate doing is like being one of these people who start rapping for people after they pass. I think it's mad fake when people just gravitate towards like people just cause of the, the, the clout and the, and the hype behind people's deaths. Um, so, so with that being said, I wasn't the biggest Nipsey Hussle listener before Victory Lap, I'll be straight up. Like I didn't hear the Marathon album. Um, I was familiar with him as a rapper. I was familiar with his work. I heard him on verses here and there when he would collaborate with like Rick Ross, uh, Stally, um, and every time I did hear his verse, I was like, damn, who is this dude? Like, I know him, never heard a full lane project, but I think that um, when Victory Lap dropped, it, it seemed like it was a moment that not only he was waiting for, but like, I guess I was waiting for where I could feel compelled enough to listen to a full lane project of his. And I was not disappointed at all, like for real. Like, I really played that album out while he was alive to the point where I was like, damn, yo, like, what have I been missing? Mm. And, 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 and Q, you said something really pivotal and, and key, you know, which was the, the game, the, the fact of, you know, life is a marathon, the, the persistence, the, the, the hustler mentality. Jordan, you was talking about it earlier about how you're grinding, you know, going to New York, like that's a real thing of, 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 of eating, living and breathing this hustling mentality like it's not it's not a fad like you either live by this ideology or you don't have it in you straight up and not everybody has it in them so i think for for nipsey hustle his 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 ideology the marathon continues that's going to be that's going to be one of those things that's remembered for a long time it reminds me of kobe's mamba mentality like you know, like when you when you get to a certain status and you have phrases, bro, you are an icon beyond beyond imagine to me. And so, I think Nipsey Hussle's imprint in in his impact in 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 rap, but really in the world is is, is felt. And so, yeah, man, the marathon continues, man. Like, listen, I ain't even gonna front. I have a marathon in my damn Twitter name because of Nipsey Hussle, like. His death impacted me, and I was like, "Damn, yeah, I gotta get on my shit. I gotta get on my shit. I gotta start living and breathing and, and dying behind the stuff that we are creating because it's important. If it's not important to you, why should anybody else care? And you're not gonna get it overnight. But bro, like, if you persistent enough, good things will happen. So that's really what um, Nipsey's, I think, his message really made me feel. So, yeah, yo." I feel like it's very similar to you. Um, Nipsey, bro, like I was familiar with his music, um, was listening to Victory Lap, but I wasn't what you would call a fan, right? You know what I'm saying? And 
hindsight is always 2020. So like when he did pass away, I had to go back and look at like what he did and, and what kind of person he was. And like, I really discovered that this man was really like chosen, like on some whole other shit. Like he was really chosen because you hear all these stories. I was just talking about this last night with the homies. You hear all these like needle in a haystack fairy tale stories about somebody like what dropping out of high school, starting music for the first time, and then they make it overnight. And I feel like that's what the mainstream media loves. But Nipsey Hussle, he really like got it out the mud. Like he's putting in work, all these albums that aren't really getting noticed. He's selling his own albums on the street. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what's real. Like that's the stuff that people don't want to show. Like Nipsey really set the blueprint for, you know, normal everyday people that are really trying to get it, but they're not having this overnight success, like this needle in a haystack career. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, you know, even with this visual album and, and stuff that might come out later on, um, I think it just shows that everything we do while we're alive, we need to like just think about our our purpose, our, our legacy, what we want to bring to this earth. Because Nipsey could have quit. Like Nipsey could have, you know, said, you know what, this isn't working out. You know, people aren't listening to my music. I might not be as hot as I thought I was and then just let it go. But then he would have never impacted me you or, or you, you know what I'm saying? And so it really takes like getting out of this like self-centered bubble and really think about, you know, the people you can impact, you know? And unfortunately, you know, when he passed away, a lot of people like did start to pay attention to what he was doing, but I think that was all divine, like just a part of his purpose. So rest in peace to him, for real. That's a perfect point, man. Like you know, and, and just to kind of add on to what both of y'all said um, is, you know, there was something about him that like when he rapped, he knew he was great. Mm. You know, it's funny because when I used to uh, listen to Victory Lap, I used to tell Uch this all the time. I got like Rick Ross, like deeper than rap, mm -hmm. um, uh, Teflon Don vibes where, you know what I'm saying? Like the beats were like soulful kind of, but like mafia type and then like the stuff that he's talking about is like yo like i i know i'm great like because yeah. people forget like i know rick ross gets clowned a lot you know but rick ross at one point was like that dude like he was talking about like you know being the boss you know great and i thought like nipsey hustle i can tell that he was inspired by rick ross a little bit so that was what initially before he died that's kind of what I looked at Victory Lap. That's kind of how I looked at it. And, you know, from there, I can tell that he still knew he was great. Like, he, he, and to me, that's one thing that people I think got to take away is that, like, if you, even if you're not great at something, convince yourself that you're great at something. And it's going to, your, your artistry is going to hit people differently. And I think that's one of the main reasons, like, it, it hits different because he, he, he comes across as great, point blank, period. Like, yeah, yeah. Rappers have, to me, only a few rappers give me that type of great impact. Yeah, I, yeah, I really got. I think the biggest thing, like, and and I get. I mean, we could talk about this all day, but we should definitely move on. But I do want to say, like, one last thing, which is like, he definitely gave me goosebumps. But it wasn't only for his rapping ability, which was pretty damn good. Like, if we, if we're getting at See, there's two ways to assess rap, in my opinion. 
multiple actually, but the two that I look at in particular is your technical ability, meaning how do you flow? How do you rhyme on a beat? How do you use metaphors? Can you switch in and out of pockets in a beat? Like picking beats. There's one, that's, that's one side, which I think he had down pat. But the other side is making people feel something with your words. And, and, and he had that a lot. And, 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 and in a way in which it was not even very superficial. Like some of the things he was saying wasn't even like, I know you you equated him to like Rick Ross and I know that's an example, not an exact one, but like to me, Rick Ross was more superficial with his bars. Like a lot of the stuff he talks about is things that you can't really relate to. Nip, Nipsey talks about stuff that you can actually relate to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it just, it hits you a little deeper. You know what I'm saying? It kind of pierces, it, it makes his message more vivid. And so that was the thing that I uh, really took away and I, I appreciate from his music overall. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a little sad. I want to pick up the damn, the, the damn energy because to be honest with you, uh, talking about talking about Nipsey, man, that shit is tragic, man. What happened? It's tragic. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually think about this shit, it was, it was tragic. So let's move on to another topic. Uh, so recently, uh, Mac... Macklemore, <laughs> yo, this is actually can't hilarious. Can't I can't, I can't even, I can't even get this out, man. Like, Macklemore, seven years later, or however many years later, comes out and says, "Yo, you know what? <laughs> I, I do think race was involved with uh, me winning uh, a Grammy the, for best hip hop album of the year over Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City." I know that was ridiculous then, but what do you think about Macklemore's take now? Uh, is he right or wrong? How, how do you feel about this? <laughs> Duh. Hey, if he's just coming to that realization, bro, <laughs> come on. Like, like we know we know how the Grammys is set up. You know what I'm saying? Actually, we don't know how the Grammys set up. We don't know who voting. You know what I'm saying? Good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. But it's like, hold on. I just pulled it up, too, actually. We, he went against nothing was the same. Arguably, arguably one of Drake's best albums, if not the best. Nothing was the same. Good Kid, Matt City, and Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and Yeezus. Bro, like, yo. <laughs> even if they didn't give it to Kendrick, I feel like Kendrick should have won. But even if they didn't give it to Kendrick, there's still so many albums they could have gave it to rather than Malcolm. That's a fact. Jeez. You know what, Dave? You just put it in perspective. I didn't even realize the other albums was a part of that. I didn't even realize that. I just thought it was so egregious that Kendrick didn't want that album was not Macklemore's album was not better than Drake's. Let's just keep it a beat. Let's keep it a beat. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, right. right, how about that? It wasn't, it wasn't better. Like, it's not better. So what are we talking? And, 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 you know and Jesus actually grew on me over the years, but I, I might I'm, I might edge out. I might say Macklemore's is better than him. <laughs> I'm going to give him that. Yeah, I'm I, feel, that. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I'm going to also give him it was better than uh, Jay-Z, Magna Carta, Holy Girl. To be honest with you, that's one of Jay-Z's worst albums. To me. Mm. That's mm. one of his worst albums. And, and when I say worst, I'm putting it in perspective because I don't mean it was a bad project. I mean, by Jay-Z standards, like if we're rating his albums, I would actually put that one towards the bottom. Okay. Okay. In my opinion. Like but whatever. Nonetheless, Q, you like, have something to say. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate, okay? Because, mm. I mean, I obviously agree. 
I, I agree that Kendrick Lamar, to pimp, uh, not to Pimp a Butterfly, sorry, a Good Kid Mad City was a better album. But think about it, it's aged badly. <laughs> like this decision has aged badly. Think about how Macklemore was viewed back then. Like think about how he was getting hit after hit. He was going on a war show after a war show. And now what Macklemore has become. So to me, the, the, the most egregious thing about Kendrick Lamar not winning that award is that you knew Kendrick, this was just the beginning of greatness for Kendrick Lamar. Like you, you knew that this, this dude was going to be one of the best rappers of all time and everybody can see it, but the Grammy, the, uh, the, I guess the committee, but like, if you didn't see that Kendrick Lamar was going to be doing some great stuff in the near future, then I can see how you can just put that album on there in the midst of all these other albums and kind of grade it by, I don't know, songs that you liked or songs that, you know, you thought were uh, well-structured and things like that. Because personally, I I've heard the Macklemore album. I don't think it's a bad album at all. I just think it's a good album. No, it's good. It's, it's for sure. Good. That's very good. I, I actually had to disagree. I, I, I do think it's better than nothing was the same. Right. I'm telling you. It's lost your mind, It's like a joke today, but like if you actually listen to the album, mm. it's it's actually a good album. But like would I give the would I would I have the confidence to to give that award to somebody named Macklemore over Drake, Jay-Z, Kanye, Kendrick? No. That's crazy. I don't got the confidence <laughs> to do that. But no, I will say the album is actually not that bad. It's, it's no, actually no, no. No. no, let me be very clear. I never said the album was bad. Man, I, I, I just said it was good. I for sure said it was good. I said it was better than um, uh, Yeezus and, and Jay-Z's album that year, for sure. Like, in my opinion. But... Um, I'm not giving them. I'm not giving them the nod over Drake. I'm not doing it. We're not doing that. Uh, what about Slipshe like five dollars? You gonna do it? <laughs> make it, make it like fit, make it like five hundred. But that might be considered payover. Might be considered payover. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But but no, seriously though, like I'm gonna play Angels Advocate. You playing Devil's Advocate? I'm gonna play Angels Advocate. I don't okay. even know what that means, but this should sound cool. Hey, we, um, we got trademark. <laughs> right. Um, to, to, to Jordan's point, you know, like, who is making these decisions? I, like, I, I really feel like uh, there's an agenda that seems to always come out in an unbelievable fashion when it comes to how they hand out Grammy Awards when it comes to rap music. Mm -hmm. Because because even, like, if you look at, let's, let's fast forward, let's look at this year, right? The Grammys, I think it got pushed back, if I'm not mistaken, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, you got D Smoke's album that 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 got nominated. You have Freddie Gibbs' new album. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was Alfredo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Q, help me out. Who else was nominated? You you remember? We we, we talked about this. Uh, Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine. The allegory. Um, mm -hmm. there was like one or two others, but but the point is, uh, what I'm getting at is all of, every single album that was nominated this year is like, I would argue, boom back, traditional hip hop, where there is no love being shown towards some of the new school dudes, the little babies, the Roddy Rich, who stylistically they do different things than the people who were nominated. But why is it that 
there's no love being shown to the different styles in hip hop because we're not gonna sit here and act like Lil Baby did not drop a, a great project and he was not the most impactful rapper last year. So how the hell is he not acknowledged? It makes no sense. I question every every person who's a part of that board. And for real, for real, we need to start. We need to start holding them accountable. Like let's start getting them to show their faces. How about we know who's on the damn board? Or or, or better yet, how about we say, let's create our own board where we actually have people within hip-hop rating hip-hop? Because I think hip-hop is big enough in 2021 to have its own platform even beyond the BET Awards. Uh You know how the BET got the BET Hip-Hop Awards? Mm -hmm. We can can own that. We can make that shit the Grammys, or we can come up with something else that's much larger than this because... Some of these decisions are—they're just idiotic, and they make no nah, sense. I, I just make change, sense. I just want to change the people at the Grammys. I, I, like, we ain't got to come out with no, no new awards, man. Just change. Nah, look, look, no, 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 no. You know what? I, I tell you this all the time. The shit I hate is when they is, is when they uh they they make like Jay Z and, and, and LL Cool J enter into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I like, how, how the fuck is... I, I talk to Q about this all the time. Like, how is it Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? For what? They're rappers. Exactly. 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 Do y'all feel like the Grammys are trying? Do you feel like they're trying to get it right? No. I think so. Why? I think, right. I think so. Why do you say no? Okay, so... Uh... Okay, I'll, I'll caveat. I'll say no because I'll put it like this. I don't think that their intentions are devilish or I don't think their intentions are wrong. So I guess from that standpoint, yeah, you could argue they're probably trying to get it right. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a, a negligence that exists um, with not maybe understanding the culture that they are critiquing and grading. Mm-hmm. So to me, that absence of initiative of trying to get people in to make the right decisions makes me lean more towards they are not trying to get it right. Again, I don't think it's intentional, but they are dropping the ball. Let's let's be clear about that. They drop they drop the ball way too often for us not to start questioning them and, and really like the processes behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. What you think? I I feel like they're trying, but. I feel like they're, they're like they're still not getting it right, but I feel like they're trying because I think about the year prior. Was a year prior on when Tyler Creator won? Yeah, I was gonna bring that up, Igor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they try to throw in shit that we might like. We were like, "Yo, Igor's got a rap album." So I, this year they come back and they get all boom bap, mm-hmm. and then we're still like, "No, we want little baby." I feel like they're just out of touch, but I feel like they're like trying too hard to like give us what we want, but it's like you're still wrong. Like, but you know, let me say, you know, that's funny because we had a prior conversation. Can you blame them? Like, rap is very confusing. Hip hop is very confusing. Like, to just say best hip hop album, what or best rap album, you're never gonna get that right because hip hop and rap has so many different phases to it, so many different types. Like to me, like I'm just looking at some of the, the um, nominees from from last year. Like Tyler the Creator, like you said, Igor was going against Corday, The Lost Boy, Twenty One Savage, I Am, I Was, Meek Mill, Championships, Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers. 
Like to me, that that was probably their best uh, attempt at trying to cover all bases. Mm-hmm. But to do that every year, to 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 try to cover all bases every year, somebody is going to be left out. Somebody is going to be, um, I guess, uh, forgotten about every year. So I mean, I I do give them credit. They've they've gotten better. Uh, Cardi B won one year. I don't know if I agree. Yo. Cardi B actually won it over. Uh, but I didn't have a problem with it though. I did. You know what I, did? I didn't have a problem with it because I feel like that kind of shows that they're being open-minded as opposed to just a couple years ago, they used to give the award to Eminem. If Eminem dropped an album back then, Eminem was going to get the award. Like Eminem, you guys are going to laugh at the, the Grammys that Eminem has won for. Uh, the Marshall Mathers LP too. He won a Grammy for that. I don't even remember a song. Nah, nah. Nope. He nope. won a Grammy for recovery. Nah. Wait, hold on. Which Grammy, though? Best pop or what? Best rap? Best rap. Best rap album. See what I'm saying? And I don't even know. I don't I don't even remember what albums came out that year, but they do. They, they, they give Eminem way too much credit. Like, but he won a Grammy for, this is going to make you laugh. He won a Grammy for relapse. <clears throat> No. Guess who he beat? Flowrider. <laughs> Yo. Bro, honestly, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because I feel like Little Baby and Roddy Rich are, like, undisputed, like, champions of 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at Apple Music is putting out awards now. You got GQ doing it. You got all these publications. They're not necessarily getting it right, but just the fact that Little Baby and Roddy Rich are in the nominations, Grammy should be able to look around. Like, look, you know what I'm saying? Look at the room. You know what I'm Read saying? Read the goddamn room. Read the room and see, like, yo, why is D Smoke, bro? D Smoke could have had the best album of 2020, but I do not want it, bro. Why is D Smoke in there? Bro? <laughs> we want Little Baby, bro. They try to do too much. It, it reminds me of like, and, and no disrespect to all the all the uh, you know the, the the people white people out there that, that listen to hip hop, but let, let's be real. You have come across a white person in your life who has tried to prove to you that he un he they know their hip hop, so they start throwing out the De La Souls. Oh oh yeah, man, yeah, I yeah. call Quest, yo. Oh my God, bro. Beastie Boy. Like it's like fam. Yes, them people had their day. But like, let's stop talking about that in 2021. It's not relevant, okay? Hey, look, bro, bro. Yo, hey, yo, the dude, Lil Baby. I just found out Lil Baby got a goddamn Super Bowl commercial with, with, with Rockstar or some shit. The, oh, the, the energy drink? He does. He does. What the heck? If that don't tell you that, like, hey. something is off, bro. You know what rapper could make every, can go to every white cookout? Tech Nine. If I hear one more time, Tech Nine is the best rapper. Hey man, Tech Nine. Oh my God. The way he switches. Tech Nine can go to any cookout, white cookout, eating Brussels sprouts and, and all yeah. that stuff. Question though. Question. Do y'all feel like Uzi and uh, Youngboy were snub? Because a lot of people feel like they drop and get snub. You know what? Hey, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up Uzi. I'm glad you brought up Uzi. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm glad you brought up Uzi. Now, are you when you say Young Boy, are you talking about his album called Top? Which one are you talking about? 
well, I'm not necessarily talking about in the category of best rap album, but you see his YouTube numbers. He's like the highest streaming artist on YouTube. I think that's worth something, worth at least a nomination for something. You know what I'm saying? People love his music. Yo, it might not be right. me, but people do. People love it. So I'm, I'm glad. Damn, man. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you said that, man. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because you know what? That's kind of where we've been coming from these last couple months. Like we've yeah. talked about Young Boy on this show mm-hmm. and how the dude's fan, he dropped a song this week actually called Toxic Punk. Mm-hmm. It was audio. It wasn't even a video. And he dropped it on like a Tuesday or when I can't remember what day. Fam, in 24 hours, the audio had like 3.1 million views. Bro, it's crazy. How it's do you, crazy. How, how, and, 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 and let's get, I'm gonna get into some nerd shit real quick. YouTube, search engine optimization, all that bullshit. Everybody know the damn word, you know, search engine, blah, 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 blah. Google, YouTube, those are the two biggest search engines in the world. Obviously, Google owns YouTube. So you mean to tell me on a platform like YouTube, where everybody goes to, young boy who does who does those types of numbers, that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, we go into Spotify as if Spotify is the representation of of where everybody consumes music. Like I'm not saying I think young boy's music is amazing because I don't. I think he's I, I, I think he's alright. Like I see why people think he's great though. I see it. Yeah. But I personally don't enjoy all of his music. Now well, let me, well, t- let, me, let, me let me let me let me jump in there real quick to disagree. Well, 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 with you real quick. Wait, go ahead, let's, let's go back and forth. Let me jump in there and disagree with you a little bit. Let's do Us as human beings, like like car crap, not, not, not car, you know that you know that saying where it's like um, we like disaster, like we like so it can be something that is a complete disaster, and we view it. Like mm-hmm. if you look at some of the stuff that's actually doing well on YouTube, I'm sure it's some dumb stuff. It's like kitten videos or something like that you know like some some random stuff is trending like views in this day and age doesn't necessarily mean quality like it just means people are interested in whatever the hell it is for whatever reason so i i think nba young boy he's to me if i'm being nice i would say like in a certain sense his music is decent but nowhere near grammy quality no so way. let me be. So, so let me be clear. Let me be clear. I want. I want. I want to respond to that because that's you're right. Again, like I said, I agree. I don't think his music is amazing, right? So I would not be going to bat for him about getting the highest award when it comes to the most quality project of the year. So, bro, find an award show for this man. I don't care if it's the People's Choice Award, right? But find something to give this man because right. it, it makes no sense how he's not involved in the conversation when his, his music is performing in that respect. Now, the opposite yeah. of that is Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich had the numbers, and, he, and we, we, we're not going to sit here and act like the quality is not there. Like, Roddy Rich ain't out here putting out quality projects. So I think that's the main difference between the two. Um, those you want to know, know why um, Young Boy and Uzi and, and people of that nature aren't getting the credit, bro? It's because they don't make rounds. They don't when when they drop an album, they don't they're not going to the Breakfast Club, they're not mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying these different shows and making their rounds and people don't like that, you know what I'm saying like this whole industry is based off relationships and like I'm not mad at that, that's how it goes, you know what I'm saying but 
I do feel like if we're talking about music, it should strictly be about the music, you know, because young boy doesn't want to talk to you. You shouldn't get offended and be like, I'm not going to put him in a playlist or I'm not going to put him in a nominee because he he's antisocial, doesn't want to talk. I feel like if we're talking music. Let's keep it at music. So, like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, do y'all agree with that notion that that's why or do y'all have a different theory or what? That has to be. That has to be a, a big. That's a great. That's a great theory. That, that that to me, that's a great point. And and you're right, man. Um, you know, somebody else got who got snubbed, which I'm not sure what kind of rounds they make, but I would assume they don't make very many. Is the weekend? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the weekend is a big star, right? Like yeah, star, yeah, right. Yeah. Mega star. He's out of here. Yeah, but I don't believe he's making rounds either. Like, right. but but his music is that impactful. Um, to where it don't even really matter. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Like, some artists can't afford to not make rounds. Let's just right. be real. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're if you're an up-and-coming artist and your music ain't hitting, like, but, like a dude who, who, like a Uzi, or it's not hitting like somebody who, like a Juice World or, or people that, that really are shifting the culture, you can't really not make rounds. It's not really beneficial that's to true you. That's true, though. Yeah, facts. It's just not. But to put it in perspective, it's like, who is not giving them credit, right? Like, we give them credit, right? Like, all three of us are giving them credit. Um, his record sales are doing well. Apple's acknowledging him, Spotify. I think the people that are not giving them credit are the traditional hip hop award show people, which, in my opinion, I don't, I don't mean to go deep, but I guess I will go deep. I think they're never going to uh, acknowledge somebody that makes them feel uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. NBA Youngboy, to say you like NBA Youngboy kind of says something about you to certain people. When you're like, yo, could you imagine if you uh, went to like an AR or like a president of a, uh, a label and said, yeah, this, this this person got next. And they played NBA Youngboy. You talk about I killed 19 people on the song. They're going to look at you a certain way like, yo, that's the type of music that you listen to? And so I think uh, when you talk about like the Grammys, who I think at the end of the day, it's historically ran by, let's say, white, older white people, probably. Mm. He makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, Uzi Vert makes people uncomfortable. And so, yeah. like, to me, until people can start feeling comfortable with their personas, they're going to keep getting snubbed by these uh, these major people. Yeah, but same same thing we talked about, and we'll probably get to this topic uh, later on, but, like, I do want to end with this, like, and that's why it's, that's why it's important to shake up he just shake up the room who of the people who are making decision make decisions. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to a body of a community of artists, mm-hmm. like let's not understate how important hip hop is in 2021. Mm-hmm. Like if you are, I don't care who you are. Like I don't, you know what? Let's put music aside. If there's a movie being made about black people, about the black struggle. I'm not about to have the executive producer and the writer of the show, at least the majority of them, be anybody other than Black people, because it's important to understand a perspective. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's voice doesn't matter. I'm just simply saying, like, we need more voices in those rooms who understand what's happening on the streets. That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to say. Like, I think they're out of touch. Mm-hmm. I think and it's not just it's not just about the Grammys. I think this this exists a lot of different places. This is not solely about the Grammys per se. Right. Right. But that is a thing. People are out of touch. Right. Let's not let's not act like that don't exist. 
By the way, I'm gonna say this. If I see wait, wait, one sorry, more, sorry, 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 one thing. I'm out of touch too, man. Like we all are. I don't know what the, this baby shark shit that 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 phase that went around. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but that shit is dominating every every conversation. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's okay, <laughs> but you got to know when you're out of touch. You have you have to be aware. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, by the way, like if one more UK person plays a prominent black figure, I'm gonna lose my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen. A UK person play Martin Luther King. I didn't seen a UK person play uh, 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 Rosa Parks. I didn't seen yeah. a UK person play. Come on, man, we gotta get some Black Americans. Just kind of going to your point where it's like, yo, you know, we need to have more people that are, you know, in the room that are us that they can speak on it. But yeah. I, I just, just want to throw that out there. I'm sorry. I feel that. I feel that. That's my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and this and this is not a this is not a topic, but um, I don't I don't know what the hell's going on with this this diamond shit that Uzi has on his forehead. Like, bro, you know the vibe. What's going on with that, man? Like, I don't understand. See, I'm out of touch, man. This is what I'm talking about. Like, what is that about? Do you have more insight, George? Bro, vision, bro. He trying to be the dude off the uh, Avengers, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at it, bro. Let that man rock out, man. He's trying to get the Infinity Stones, bro. Like, you know. what I'm saying? <laughs> Nah, he looks foolish, bro. He looks foolish. He looks crazy. <laughs> he looks crazy. Did you see the picture he posted when he had like the blood coming yeah. down? Yeah, it's crazy. He was like, "This thing can kill me." And I was like, yeah. "Damn, twenty-four million too." Like some people, oh, bro. He did not, yo. He, he did yo, not that shit, yo. Hey, that's cap. I'm calling cap. That's not twenty-four million. They need to stop. They need to knock it off. Stop it. Bro. It's not twenty-four million. I wasn't. I wasn't there when the transaction was happening. But there is no fucking way. That stone costs $24 million. I don't believe it. I, I, you know, maybe he got $20, $20 million insurance on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would put insurance on that thing. Bro, just, just saying that it's $24 million, somebody's yeah. really going to believe that. And now they're going to literally want your head. Like, you will walk and lick at that point. Like, yeah, that's crazy. You got a diamond in your head, bro. It's crazy. You are going to want to kill this man, bro. Yeah, like, seriously. That, oh, hey. Hopefully he's safe, safe, man. And he put he put it. He, I guess he's the one that said it was twenty four million. Yeah, so like, he, he did. I worry for Uzi sometimes, man. Like, <laughs> I worry for Uzi's mentality sometimes, man. Yeah, bro. I think I think he's trolling, though, man. I think he's trolling. I think cool. so. I think so too. I mean, I, I do. I do think he's gonna walk around with a diamond in his head, but I don't. I think he's trolling on the amount of the amount it costs. Oh yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. to be trolling for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. All right, you know what? Let's go to another topic. Let's talk about uh, Nick Cannon and Viacom bringing back Wildin' Out. He's going to be hosting it again. I personally feel like, you know, there should be no other host than Nick Cannon, right. even though I don't think he's the funniest on the show. But um, what y'all think about that? Like, about him getting that agreement with Viacom again? I'm going to let you go first. You can take that. Can nah, man, go, go for it, man. You're, you're our guest. You're our guest. Man. What you think? <laughs> Man, um, so I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, they wish that more people would just like stand on what they say and not like backtrack. But I think it's just part of being a man, like just apologizing, you know what I'm saying? Because even if he felt like he was right 100%, there's going to be somebody on the other end of that that you offended. And like, you do got to think about that, especially when you're in a position of power, when you do have a voice, you know what I'm saying? So I'm actually not mad at him apologizing. 
You know what I'm saying? We know that he didn't own um, Wilding Out for real, for real. So they could just take that away from him. So, you know, I think he did what's best for him. At the end of the day, we could agree with him and we could say, yeah, stand on what you say, but we're not putting money in that man's pocket. You know what I'm saying? We're not, you know, helping him in his like endeavors and building out his legacy. Like, no, like we're probably going to forget about this incident. And while he's like not doing nothing, we're like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Not even think about like what happened. So I think he needs to do what's best for him. And if he thinks this is what that is, I'm with it. You know, I'm not mad at it. Hmm. Yeah, nah, that's that's real. That's real. Um, you know what, man? This Nick Cannon thing taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, 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 you know, it's you know what's cool about like watching people go through things in the media or just you know what, fuck the media, just in real life. You may have some homies, you may have parents, cousins, sisters that's going through something. Yeah. And you kind of just a passenger as it's happening and you seeing them make mistakes or or, or having wins and loss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from all of this is um, number one, you don't know what the hell you would do unless you're in that situation that came out. Fact. Straight up. And I think more Fact. people need to have like that perspective before they speak on something. Like for real. Fact. So with that being said, Nick Cannon, what caused all of this was Nick Cannon's statements re regarding Jewish people. Right. And so, you know what? Listen, we're all we we're all walking hypocrites. We're all not saying the most correct things, politically correct things at all times. And from my understanding, he said some things that were incorrect. Mm -hmm. And but he thought was absolutely fact. Mm -hmm. It happens. Mm -hmm. Yes. People get triggered when, when when Jewish people are mentioned in any regard. And so I get it. The volatility, the, the pain, the history that Jewish people have gone through. Anytime you say anything wrong, even in the slightest, people are coming for you. And so I think that is also part of why people really came for him in, in that way. Um, but Nick Cannon seemed to be, even right after that situation, he seemed to be sincere with his apology. He seemed to be sincere with him thinking that he had all the information when he didn't. As a matter of fact, right after that, he even offered to bring, and I think this actually happened, he brought a, a rabbi on the show who really schooled him in all the areas that he was actually incorrect on. So overall, we all as a people need to have more grace in how we even approach other people when they're wrong about something that they thought they were right about. And then secondly, and more importantly, damn, we, I guess we didn't know that Nick Cannon didn't own the, the, the rights to Wild and Out. But, you know, hey, that's what happens when you're in big business with an organization like Viacom. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have the distribution channels. They they own that. So if you do something that goes against their liking, yes, they have the right to pull it from the network. I'm not even saying they were wrong for it. I'm just saying, damn, like, he either he needs to take the – either he needs to actually – own the rights to that show and, dis and distribute it on its own because I do feel like Wild and Out has a name brand and name recognition that stands on its own. They don't need Viacom. Like he could literally take that show to YouTube, like if he owned the rights. And people, I think people will still fuck with it. But uh, shout out to him, man, because I think he had, he, I think he had to get a, a public apology in order to for this all to really go through, man. But listen, man, Nick, Nick Cannon, I, I'm glad he got his show back, but but damn. Viacom not giving him the rights to that show. No way. They're not. 
No. But maybe he could, maybe he can buy it if he has enough capital. Maybe he can buy it out. I don't know. <laughs> maybe hey. he can maybe he can do what Master P is doing with Baron Davis, be getting a couple <laughs> billion dollars together and say, you know what? Let's buy the rights to this goddamn show. I don't we'll know. We'll see. But I'm I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come from a different angle a little bit. I'm gonna say this. Um, this is not the first time Nick Cannon has been quote unquote canceled. By the way. Mm. Okay. Uh, remember, Nick Cannon was canceled by NBC. He used to host, um, what's that show with uh, the America's Got Talent? Yeah. He had a comedy sketch in which he called out NBC, and uh, I guess he said some things that NBC didn't like. They said apologize. Nick Cannon said, "No, I'm not apologizing. This is my opinion." And they said, "We're gonna take you off America's Got Talent." So, um, my issue to me is with this whole, you know, we talk about cancel culture. Sometimes cancel culture, I think is necessary. Like, you know, like Donald Trump, yes, I think it's necessary to cancel him because he's he's saying certain things that's just blatantly racist or blatantly like divisive and all that stuff. But then I do think that certain people do not deserve to be canceled because of their intentions. Like, just like Nick Cannon said, you know, about Jewish, uh, people, which in my opinion, too, I don't necessarily agree with him. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly uh, is a, a news person that was on, I think she was on Fox News at one point. She got to NBC. She made a comment about blackface. It was a it was a bit of an ignorant comment, but I don't think she was coming from a bad place. She said um, something like, I don't understand why people are so angry about blackface. They canceled her. They they removed her. They said, yo, you know, we don't care who you are. You don't deserve a job with, with NBC. Personally, I don't believe Megyn Kelly should have been canceled. I don't believe Nick Cannon should have been canceled. Because if you look at their intentions, I think it was to start a conversation. And what Nick Cannon, if you listen to the clip, he's talking about what he feels, his opinion. And I don't think he was trying to say that he was right, but it was just kind of like to spark a conversation to figure out how people understand um, or, or to tell people how he understands, you know, black people and, and the power of melanin. Um, and in my opinion, if we start canceling people for having an opinion, if we start canceling people for having questions, then I think that, you know, we, we enter in a, a very slippery slope here. That's a good point. That's a good point. But, but Q, let's, let's be real, man. Um, you and I, we've been talking about this lately a lot, which is, mm -hmm concept of freedom of speech and if we being real freedom of speech is not free it's not because go out there and say something against your organization that you work for right something that directly goes against the guidelines and the morals or whatever the hell they put up and say you should not do you can't stand behind the freedom of speech shit because but these are private companies. They're, and they're, and they're, and they're, well, hold on. They're private companies and they're run by people who have set guidelines for you as an employee to follow. So if you break them, you technically should be held accountable. So all I'm saying is freedom of speech is that you can't just come out and say whatever you want. I agree with you. He shouldn't have been canceled. But I'm also in favor of people setting up guidelines for their organization and saying, Yo, like if you do something against it, we we not standing with you. Like I think that's fine too. They should have definitely worked with him because what he said, like you said, was not 
as problematic as it seemed. Again, I think the topic itself related to Jewish people is what sparked this whole heartburn that people have. It's a very sensitive topic. But my don't thing is speak this. on it. Like that's I'm how people feel. Like, don't speak on it. My bad, Jordan. Let me real quick. I'm gonna say this. Um the thing is, he's paid to have an opinion. Like he's a comedian. Not, not, not on that show. He was on he was on his own. He was on his own. No, I know, but still, but still, he's a comedian. He's on YouTube show. Be able to if were you surprised that he had something to say? Because you know, I'm, I agree with you with freedom of speech. It's like if it's Nick Cannon, so for some reason, Nick Cannon people just want to cancel him all the time. People think Nick Cannon is like a joke, but like I've heard comedians say worse. And you're gonna cancel Dave Chappelle? Like Dave Chappelle says worse. Yo, fan, the major difference, the major difference, once again, is. Nick Cannon's show, Wildin' Out, is partnered with an organization called Viacom. They literally are partners in distributing the content. So if he does something related to anything of his breaching his contract, they have they have the rights to do it. Dave Chappelle's a freaking stand-up comedian. I understand. I understand he for himself. Right. So the only people who can cancel him is the people he's in business with, but he already has that track record. To where he already gets away with saying whatever the fuck he wants. Like, he's a comedian. Nick, I, I don't consider Nick Cannon a comedian. He's a comedian. <laughs> even, though he is, even though he is. I don't consider him a comedian. Okay. And I think that's also part of the problem. Okay. One thing um, I actually heard from Wayno is that you have, an, you have a right to free speech, but other people then have a right to how they want to deal with it, like what they want to say back or how they want to treat you. You know what I'm saying? You can say whatever you want, but the consequences might not be in mm -hmm. your favor, you know what I'm saying? And I think, I think, I agree with you. Like I feel like, for the most part, you can have an opinion, and we shouldn't necessarily just be getting canceled for like asking questions and, and having an opinion. I think where it gets where the difference is is that that should have been something that happened off camera. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if I if I don't get something, I'm gonna talk to my homies or somebody I can trust. And I'm going to hit him. I'm be like, yo, explain this to me. You know what I'm saying? We'll have that dialogue. But I think when it when you turn the camera on, like, he has so much power with his voice. Like, you gotta, you kind of got to, like, you know, be a little bit more responsible. With great power comes great responsibility on my Spider-Man shit. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and even with that, uh, that episode when he was talking about those things, um, I don't know. To me, it seemed like he was saying it as if that was fact. Like, it didn't seem to me as if he was, like, asking a question. It seemed to me like, if anything, he was asking questions to the guest that he had, and the guest was confirming it to be fact. You know what I'm saying? So, it, if you're on the other side of that, I can see how, like, that can be very, like, you know, upsetting and dangerous. Just because, like, you know, I have things I believe in, and if somebody, you know, spoke against those things and weren't really informed, I would feel away too. You know, so... I mean, it's I I I 100% agree. Like it should have went off camera. Um, I agree, and 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 I I understand Uch what you're saying too, where the company has a right. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm kind of saying is like I don't think personally they should have canceled him because I mean, another example of somebody saying something that I thought was pretty bad, tone deaf was was Drew Brees. Remember, Drew Brees came out and said. Uh, you know, uh, I don't respect people that kneel, you know, and then he came out and apologized for it uh, eventually. And to me, you know, 
I wasn't as offended. Get him, I was, out, of I, <laughs> Get him out of here. I'll tell you why I wasn't as offended because <laughs> me, I was like, like I that's people like that's human beings. Some human beings are just tone deaf. And the fact that he said it, I'm sure now I hope somebody told him, like, yo, what you said was dumb, man. Like, and we get to start that conversation and, you know, we get to move forward. Like, to me, I, I just personally don't think that every response to something that was said bad should be canceled. I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. I, I vehemently disagree with your Drew Brees point, mainly because, mainly because, um, <laughs> White privilege is a thing. We we don't we don't actually have the luxury to be insensitive publicly like that. Just straight up, like think about what Drew Brees actually said. Like he 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 basically was. Ba I mean, in a nutshell, I don't remember what he said verbatim, but he basically said, um, "Yo, why are y'all tripping? Like I I think America's great. America's amazing. My my family for." Fought, fought for the for the country, but like America's amazing. Why why are it's you a very ignorant comment? It was, a, it was a very it's, ignorant comment. It's, it's ill-timed, it's poorly articulated, it was ill-advised. Hey. <laughs> <Ding>. <laughs> uh, it's like it, there was nothing productive about what he said. So, like, yes, I understand he has the right to say what he wants to say, but bro, just like you said. Uh, it doesn't make you right. Like we can actually hold people accountable. That's that's yeah. cool too. Let's do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Breeze. Like you, you he can say some shit that's fucked up. And we can say like remember his teammate. Remember Michael Thomas. He came out and was like that his wife. He said F Drew Brees. <laughs> he, he said fuck that nigga, bro. That's Kelly. Why are we having this conversation, man? Michael Thomas, <laughs> the guy who's getting him paid millions of dollars throwing. Every football at him said, fuck you. What the hell are you talking about? He was absolutely right in, in, in how he responded. Now, he now he walked it back because he got to be political, right? They weren't they, they were on the same team, yada, yada, yada. But I think his initial emotion was correct. Go ahead, Jordan. You about to say something. Yo, that man is 42 years old. He just going to have to wear that. Like, you're yeah. a grown man. You have Google. You have, you know what I'm saying, your phone at your fingertips. Like, you got so many people you can hit up. It's like... Yeah. The Colin Kaepernick uh, situation happened how many years before that? Like, he right. had so much time to, like, to do his research, do his due diligence. And he chose not to. He chose not to listen to certain people. And so I feel like he has to wear that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think there's no excuse for that because the information is there. The conversation, the dialogue is there. There's no reason in this, this like, when did that happen? <laughs> like, what Just a couple months ago. A couple of months ago, like yeah, that, was, you know, that was middle middle last year, right? That was before the season started. It was yeah. in the off season before the season. I mean, and and by no means am I sitting here saying that like right. I agree or right. like that I don't think his comment was dumb. But what I'm like to me, that's that's why we're in this mess is that there's there's some people that legitimately are ignorant, mm -hmm. and I think that you know for for Drew Brees to ignorantly go on camera and say something like that how about let's not cancel him i don't think we should cancel him per se but i think that yo like let's hold him accountable in other ways let's see how you respond after we tell you what you said was stupid was insensitive like you know and then from there we can cancel 
Like for me, I've, I've always been the type of person, like what do you do next matters the most to me. Mm-hmm. You made the mistake, like with Nick Cannon, he made the mistake in what he said. What do you do next? Is your apology genuine? Okay, cool. Is, is are you taking steps to kind of fix what you said? You are, okay, cool. Like to me, that's what speaks to the most to me. Sometimes people are just dumb. They don't even know what they're saying. Sometimes, I mean, people just slip up. They, they, some people are ignorant. And to me, I just, I just never really punished it as harshly as other people. I punish people in response, personally. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Now, uh, I guess to put a bow on this conversation, uh, does that mean you canceled Danny Lay for her comments? Because <laughs> she, she came out and had mad rebuttals that made zero sense. Her apologies were whack. So is she canceled oh, or not? Like, how you feel? Her apologies were whack. Her apologies were whack. Because to me, I, her comment was dumb to me. And I was like, all right, this is straight up dumb. But then she was coming out, like, trying to apologize. And it was like, the apologies were weak. That was the bigger problem for me. Facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Facts. I mean, I feel to begin with, like, the whole cancel thing isn't real. I think it's, like, a temporary thing that we do. But mm-hmm. all she has to do is come back with a hit. And everybody's, like, bumping it all over again. All Drew yeah, Brees got to do is go win a bowl. And everybody's <laughs> rocking with him again. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, winning, winning cures all, right? Winning right, cures right. All. That's what they did to Doja Cat. Like she back, like like Doja nothing Cat, ever bro. happened. Don't, that's <laughs> back, bro. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, I think her comments was. I don't even know, bro. Like I feel like you kind of have to be a, a black woman to really like understand that. You know what I'm saying? Because I might not care about it as much, but my sister might. So mm-hmm. like. I think those are just conversations you do have to have with those uh, women that you have in your life and really just understand where they're coming from, you know? That's a, that's a great point. And, and, I, and I've actually been doing, when we talked about it on the last episode, I did just that. I was getting women's perspective, whether it was online, my fiance, like I need to understand like how y'all, because I, I get it, but they feel it. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. But you know, let's, let's, let's be real though, like just to, to kind of summarize Let's be real. Some of these comments are just pure stupid. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the point. Comment was just stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, are you like, literally, like, do you, what's the IQ? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. No, no, fuck that. Call it what it is. You're trying to be mean. Hey, you calling their IQ out. Go ahead. Nah, nah, Talk nah, your like, shit. I was like, yo, like, at that moment, in all seriousness, like, like, I just don't get it. Like, to me, like, that was just a dumb comment. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't justify it. Like, to me, I, I don't know. That's how I felt about Drew Brees, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Who is Drew Brees? That's why we're having this conversation. He, his, his, in the debt chart and quarterback, his, his, he, he got closer to number two after that comment. <laughs> Yo, I want I want I want to move on, man, because that's actually a good segue, man. Um, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. Uh, by the time you guys see this, the Super Bowl would have already happened. So, mm. y'all two choose wisely. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks? Give it to me. I got KC. Mm. I got okay. KC. But how, how much though? But how much? 
Um, ten points. I say about ten. Okay. All right, all right. You know what? I got um. Damn, I got the Bucks, man. Yeah. You know, I got the Bucks. Like, I want to go KC just because I know what their offense can do. I know, I, I get it. You know, I, I completely understand. However, uh, I'm a ride on this hill with not betting against Tom Brady at this point. Like, I'm, a, I'm a go, I'm going down with the ship. Not that I'm a Tom Brady guy. Mm-hmm. What? Nah, man, I'm not doing it. He's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not betting against Tom Brady. Period. Yeah. End the story. I got bucks. And I got him by a narrow margin. Like, I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I think it's going to be close. So I got him winning by, like, three three points. It's going to be a, it's gonna be a close one. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to keep it honest. You know what I'm saying? I haven't been watching football this season as of late. But I'm going to go with the Bucks. I'm going to go with Brady. You know, you know that man be deflating footballs and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, he gonna he gonna win by any means necessary. Hey, no, he gonna figure it out. He gonna figure, he gonna figure, it, figure out. it out. You know. What I'm hey, I, hey, I ain't gonna lie. I respect I respect people who be you know who who can like. I don't want to say I respect the cheater, but I respect people who who like in the room to make it happen. Man, what? Any, there, there's there's some there's some uh some loyalness in that. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I respect okay. cheaters. I respect, you respect cheaters. cheaters? I, I definitely respect cheaters. I Why? Respect cheaters. Not, not, not adulterers. Yeah. <laughs> why do you, why do you respect? Why do y'all both respect cheaters? I need to know. Let's dive in. Deep dive. Um, I mean, I respect, I respect cheaters because a lot of times a cheater, it means that they will go to the highest measures to win. It kind of tells me something about like their, their, their mentality like they they are going to do whatever it takes to win at life so i i definitely respect it I'm yeah respect. let me let me let me put it like this man there's there's levels of respect there's respect and then there's respect with a k okay okay, okay. now respect with a t is like the highest level mm. that's like highest yeah. level of respect right yeah. you feel me yeah the, the one with a k it's like okay, I halfway respect it, but it's not all the way. Yeah. I respect cheat, respect cheaters. I don't respect yeah, yeah, got them. You. you feel me? You yeah. Know yeah. That? Oh, There's yeah, some yeah. origin there. Like I'm not about I'm to with you on that. That's that was perfect. That was perfect. I I 100 yeah. agree with you on that. See, that when when I look at that, insecurity jumps out at me. Mm. Like, mm. Why are you so yeah. afraid of losing? You know what I'm saying? Like, can you mm. not wear that? Like, mm-hmm. like if you got to go to drastic measures just to win, mm-hmm. that might not be so good after all. Like, what's underneath that? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what's underneath that? Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good point. That's nah, good you're right, man. You got me. You got me uh, ready to. I, I think I need to go read the Bible, man. Maybe, I've been, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I've been around cheaters too much in my life, man. Hey, did it normalize cheating? <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel but you can't reverse it. You okay. can reverse it. You can reverse it. You can say you don't care enough that you're willing to just play by the rules. Because come on, come on. Like, let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. sports is obvious when somebody's cheating. But like in all these other industries and stuff, they cheating, man. Like, you know, some some people are 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 buying clicks, buying followers, buying things like you know, companies are are buying uh, people to get onto the radio, like. 
They're cheating going on like in more than just sports. My that's a that's a you know hey Quincy that's a great point and and, and Jordan you brought that up or, well you brought up at least something that I just thought ties into that which is like people making their rounds. Would you consider that cheating as an artist? Like I gotta go make my rounds and that's how I qualify to be acknowledged, or or would you say that's like some extra credit that should not be measured? So therefore, it's probably more along the cheating. Right. Uh, cheating, you know, realm of things. I don't feel like making rounds is cheating. I think that's like this, like building relationships. I, what yeah. I think is cheating in that realm is the whole industry plant thing. Now, if you got if you got talent, cool, right? Like people say the kid Leroy industry plant, right? He has like he's super talented. So I'm not mad at that. What I'm mad at is when the label like builds a story. And when it is, they're lying to their fans and saying like, "Yo, I'm in this, like a, like six nine or like whatever," you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like that's on the same realm as the Tom Brady shit, like cheating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, that's real. it's so normal that that what you're talking about, Jordan, is so normal mm-hmm. in like the music industry. Like, yeah. I feel like a good chunk, more than. You know, it's majority of people that's doing that kind of building the story. And even if they do got a story, they're exaggerating it a little bit. That definitely goes on, in my opinion. I know a few of them. I ain't gonna mention them on the on the, on the podcast. <laughs> they out there, bro. They out there. See, oh man, I know you. I know you the scoop on that. Wait, hold on. You saying you know you 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 know confirmed industry plans? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, yo, you know who they used to say was the in- when I first heard that term industry plant. You know the first person that I heard them trying to say them as in the industry trying to say uh, it was. Ooh. Remember that? Remember that artist named Rory? Mm-hmm. Hey Q, you know who I'm talking about? Rory. Yeah, he used to roll with Jaden, I believe. Jaden Smith. Black dude, I believe he was from Atlanta or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Bro, they, I used to hear that all day, every day, and I actually started to believe it because I'm like. I never heard music from this man. Like that was super important. I never, I never saw a following. I never really saw traction. Yes, it seemed like he was talented, but like, where the hell did he come from? I think that I think the term gets like overused, though. I want to yeah. say that it gets overused because you know people have their base before they blow up to the masses, right? Just because I wasn't privy and I didn't know about um, an artist before they blew up, that doesn't mean that. Their grind wasn't real. Like yeah. we gonna sit here and act. We gonna sit here and act like Nipsey Hussle. Like, I, how much you want to bet there was people out there who thought Nipsey Hussle was an industry plant when when he started when he came out of the blue and just started getting all this recognition. But real, but they don't actually realize he had this whole backstory. How he been grinding for years and he little by little chipped at people's like willingness to listen to his music and stuff like that. Right, building relationship, blah blah blah, all the stuff that you need to do behind the scenes. But like. Yeah, that term gets overused for sure. Right. Like but I do believe it exists. Yeah, and, and I'm not mad. Like, if the Rory situation, if that's how it happened. I'm not mad at that because, bro, is talented. It's really only when your life is a lie. Like, when you're saying, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. coming from this and you mm-hmm. act like it's all organic, bro. It's not like, you industry this plant. Just say that. Like, just say that. Just say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. No, they're not, not, not going to wear it. Come on. Yeah, they're not going to wear it. I agree. I mean, there's, there's some people that... Like for instance, like Tiger. I believe Tiger was on a, a hip hop game show. I don't mm. know if you guys heard about that, but like he was on a before he blew up, he was on some like game show 
and where he was kind of like faking his lifestyle a little bit. And then he mm. came out and said, yeah, man, I did it because I wanted notoriety. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cheating. I don't know, Jordan, is that considered cheating to you? <laughs> like going on, like doing certain gimmicks like that, like going on game shows and like kind of portraying yourself with this certain persona. I mean, low key, yeah. It gets deep, bro. I mean, Tiger's not acting like that now, I don't think. No, he's not. No, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger's talking about like I, I did anything to try to get hurt. Like so, he he acknowledges it, but he doesn't do it now. Like now, nah. yeah, it gets tricky. It gets really tricky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I can tell. I can tell. Jordan, he don't want to say too much. He, he, There's no doubt out there, bro. He's a, he's like, yeah, I'm with you, man. I know too. I much. can tell. You know, well, Wooch, are you trying to say Macklemore bought his Grammy? Is that you? Just come out and say it. Macklemore uses money. Hey. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible. I think the it's label possible. is working. Yeah, when you're sleeping, when you're sleeping, the label is working. Just know that. <laughs> Yo, you know who I you know who give you the money? And I'm gonna give you the money. They'll say, you know what? How about we take you out to Roof Chris real quick? Mm. You, you want? Yeah. We're gonna give you the tomahawk stick. Oh, you you never had? You never had tomahawk stick, have you? Nah, you never. But you know what? Wait, waiter. Yeah, give him, give him the time. Matter of fact, bring two out here. Yeah, he never had. Man, we gonna get him one to go after he finishes the one right in his face. Mm-hmm. Now saying? let's convince you. Now let's convince you that Macklemore's album is better than you. We're just talking. We're just talking. Hey, Brad. We're just talking. Now you know what though. You know what though. I don't. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't want to say he's actually an industry plant, but I do want to say there's some fishiness going on with this guy. Uh, and I want to know your thoughts real quick before we get up out of here. Playboy Cardi. Like, what the fuck? The, the, it, okay. Now, we're, I'm not privy to the information. Q, you're not. Maybe Jordan. Maybe you know a little bit, little bit more. Maybe. But whatever. There's something going on that is pushing. There's something going on behind the scenes that is pushing the imagery. That's pushing the the the... The, the 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 image it's pushing the every the, the, the there's something going on that does not feel organic i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just calling it what it is and it, and it, and it goes from everything from the, the the merch that he released with it with, with his project the whole lot of red um it goes to how the dude seems to have the keys to the internet it's like why does everything just seem to make sense with him like he pops up out of nowhere, takes a break for one month, comes out, two million likes on the video, uh, like drops the album that was long awaited that supposedly everybody wanted. Man, I think it sold like 200,000 first week. Like by those standards, he would be considered a big artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we going off of numbers, should it, like we were talking about with NBA Youngboy, mm-hmm. should we not give Playboy Cardi the respect or is his music not really impacting the culture? enough for us to really hold him in that high regard. Like, I, I don't want to say he's an industry plant, but I'm saying there's some fishing is going on. That's how I feel. Let me start by saying that I love Playboy Cardi. Uh-oh. I love Playboy Cardi. You know Uh-oh. 2020, he wrapped it up perfectly for me. I love that album. You know what I'm saying? Was um, it a classic? Was it a classic? Like everybody's saying? Classic. Playboy Cardi fans? Classic. <laughs> but I, I'm a I'm a biased Cardi fan, so I'm never gonna be able to be like honest for for I'll admit All that. Right. But um, 
What I said about Cardi, I feel like it's actually the opposite of what you're saying. I think that the label lets Cardi do him completely, like more so than any other artist. I think when Cardi wants to drop, Cardi can drop. I think whenever Cardi wants to do something, they let Cardi do it because the numbers are all there. You know what I'm saying? And I think Cardi's like a very special kind of artist because he built a cult fan base, kind of like um X before he passed away. You know what I'm saying? And I think we like our artists to be, we like our artists to be in the cut. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays with artists, you got to be all over social media. You got to do all these different things. So we see you a lot. When we don't see Cardi for like a whole year and Cardi's not talking, Cardi's not speaking, I feel like that builds up the anticipation. Like, yo, we need this. We need this project. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's the reason why Cardi can come out and do anything he wants to. And that shit's going to shoot up. Just because we haven't heard from him at all. Hmm. He's a mysterious, he he's a mysterious uh artist. Yeah. And like, we like mystery. Like we 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 love artists that are just like hard to figure out, hard to guess. And yeah. I think he started playing around with that. Like yeah. right before his album came out, he started playing around with, oh, I'm about to drop my album. Never mind. I'm about to drop it. Yeah, here we yeah. go. <laughs> right, right. But, but that's yeah. how it used to be. That that's how it used to be. Like mm -hmm. um, everybody looks yeah. at like album sales from years ago right and like before like we went to like streaming services like apple music and spotify you know album sales are just crazy high when people had to go get physicals and stuff like that yep but even back then they'll do like what one press run and then they'll wait a whole year before they drop something else mm -hmm. you know that's such a like an influx of music now there's so much music being dropped now on a daily basis where i feel like that's why there's a decrease in you know album sales you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like Cardi is just playing into that kind of like where you'll see him once a year, you know, mm -hmm. and then he goes away. Mm -hmm. Damn. You know what? Yo, you just convinced me not to like his music more because, I mean, I, I, but, but, but more about like his strategy and how he's going about it. That's a good point. You know, I didn't I didn't think about it. Like, I didn't think about it that way. Like he kind of is a throwback artist. In a, in a way, like how they rolled out music and how they went away. Like, you're right. We have too much access to artists, right? With yeah, social media. Yeah. We have too much access. And it wasn't like that before. Right. So he's kind of just taking a throwback model. I can see that. Right. see that. He's also doing certain things that's like for shock value. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, some of the outfits that I've seen him wear, like, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this, is, this is different. Like, you know some of the pictures he's taking. There was there was there was a picture where he was like, I look like a bad chick. Did you guys see that picture? Where yeah, yeah. I yeah. Was like, or something like that. I was yeah. like, okay, I get it. If that's what you want to do, but like, I don't understand the purpose of this. Like, there has to be right. deep meaning. But um, yeah. I mean, I I actually respect Cardi's grind. I, I'm with you, Uch. I don't. His music necessarily don't click with me, mm -hmm. but like, I understand why somebody would be infatuated with Playboy. For sure. You know Rockstar what I'm saying? Shit. Rockstar shit. Yeah. Rockstar yeah. shit. Like, and actually, you know what? Bro, he, I wouldn't even call him a rock star. He's more of a punk star. Remember, like, back in the day where, like, when I say back in the day, I don't mean that long ago. I mean, like, when punk music was, like, mainstream. Um, you talking 1970? Like Slipknot. Uh, I'm talking, yeah, like, <laughs> but, like, even, but even more recent, like, uh, I would consider Good Charlotte punk. Like they they were kind of mainstream, but like they were a little bit more on the punk side. 
alternative. I feel like Playboy Cardi, especially on that that latest album, a whole lot of red. He was he had a lot of punk production. You know, yeah. big meets rap. It was different from what yeah. I've heard before from a production standpoint. So I'm gonna give him a lot of credit in yeah. that realm for real. I think he can just do whatever he wants. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think as long as the numbers are there, the label is gonna let him do what he wants because it works. You know, like even let's take it back to um, 2020 when Uzi dropped EA, right? Mm -hmm. Uzi had been gone for mad long. He hadn't dropped no music. Like three years or something, uh, two, three years, yeah. EA dropped out, I can't remember how much it did. I think it was in the threes, but it was, it was, something, it was something crazy. It did a lot. Now you see, you see Uzi everywhere now. You see him tweeting every day now. If Uzi was to drop an album next week, it would not do what EA did, but that's because he was gone. He was away. Mm -hmm. So I think back to the Cardi point, I think you can just do that. Like when people mm -hmm. don't see you that much, the anticipation just builds OD. Yeah. But you, let me ask you this though. Let me ask you guys this. Like when Playboy Cardi was trying to release his album, he was talking about the label won't let me release it. You know what I'm saying? Like same thing with Uzi. Uzi kept saying like the label won't let me, you know, release it. It's 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 they won't let me free essentially, and he was coming out with like free Uzi and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. like, do you think that that was actually just like a publicity stunt? Like they would let him release it, but he didn't want to, or is it like was it legit? His label was holding him hostage. Um, I don't I don't really remember that with Cardi. I remember that with Uzi, and I, I do know with Uzi situation with the uh, generation now and like DJ drama. And um, Don Cannon and all them, I know they were having issues. And uh, I remember Rock Nation came in and saved Uzi. Oh, yeah. I don't know the specifics about that, but Rock Nation, bro, they saved Meg too. Like, yeah, they Rock saved Nation. everybody. Yeah. Meg Stallion, currently, I believe. 21 Savage. Yeah. They got, they got him out of whatever that was with the, with the whole London shit. Yo, Remember that? Rock Nation Illuminati, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you might be, be on to something, man. You might be yeah. on to something, man. Hey, didn't their CEO get pardoned by Trump? The, latest, yeah. the CEO no. of Rock Nation got pardoned by Trump. This was just happened like two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. That's a like fact. That. That's a fact. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that's her crazy. name was uh, De Desiree Perez. I saw the story and I was yeah. like... That's who 6 ix was talking about, right? That's exactly the shit that 6 ix was talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. She mm -hmm. was like a confidential informant. And, and, and back in the day, busted like a whole bunch, this whole cocaine drug ring, yada, yada, yada. Mm. She, I don't think she was in jail because she cooperated, right? But she got pardoned. I think they removed the records from her. I'm sorry, removed the charges and all that stuff from her record. So, mm. bro, they might be Illuminati. They <laughs> might be. They yeah. might be. Man. You on to something. Yo, I got two questions for y'all. First one is... I'm sure y'all seen 6ix9ine post that video the other day. Mm -hmm. um, do y'all think he can get back? And when I say get back, I don't mean like liked by everybody, but I just mean like, you know, getting those numbers, like, you know, not flopping on his next album. You know what I'm saying? And if so, tell me how you think he'll get back. Mm -hmm. So that's a fantastic question. So, Q, you go first because I don't know what video you're referring to, but um, there was a video he premiered new music. He had a beard. I believe that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full grown beard. Like, yeah, like LeBron James beard. But Get the fuck out of it. Six Yeah. 
Blunt had a LeBron James beard. Because he had went away for a few months. Yeah, he after his album flopped, or what people consider flopped. I, I actually thought it did decent numbers, but yeah. Um, after they said it flopped, he went away for like a couple months. He disappeared. And, um, you know, Lil Durk and them were clowning. I'm talking about like, yo, you know, y'all have a flop. Um, personally, the, the reason I don't think he can come back is because in this day and age, hip hop is so predicated on guest features and clicks. Like, you know, every single major popping album has big time guest features. Like if you look at Lil Baby's album, Gunna's on there, um, uh, a whole bunch of people. Any anybody Lil Baby wants to get, Lil Baby can get. Anybody the baby wants to get, the baby can get. Megan the Stallion, same thing. Everybody that is popping right now has good relationships with all the big name artists. There is no way in hell Takashi 69 will be able to get any big name artist. In my humble opinion, I can't see it. I, I personally can't see it. And I think that's the reason why he he will never be able to, to, to he, he might do some decent numbers, but I don't think he'll ever be able to get respect or anything as a musician. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So by the way, while you were talking, I just saw the video you, you were referring to. Like I was just watching it. Um, mm. He was all up in the camera with the beard, shirt off. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yep. So I think your question was, will he ever get back to where he was? If I want to make sure I heard you correctly. Was that your question or was it something else? Yeah, just yeah, just get back or like be on top or some shit. So I don't think it's possible for him to get back to what he was, meaning like the spotlight meets the numbers, meets people's um adulation i'll call it right because at, at the time you've got to remember at the time this is pre-snitching yes there were people who didn't like him yeah. right but that was his whole brain yeah and and he had never been exposed up until that point so right. he was standing on this mystique mm -hmm. right and so with the snitching uh charge and him going to jail and coming back i feel like all of that kind of crumbled in his face um, I think the mystique of him being a gangster is gone. I think the willingness for artists who have clicks, who have relationships with other people in the industry is going to be an issue for him. Because if you align yourself with 6ix9ine, it now becomes an indictment on you. And that's why uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll be able to work with many artists. I think the artists that he are, is going to be able to work with are the ones who are either legends like Akon, like Nicki Minaj, who don't really stand next to people on a day-to-day -day basis who they have to answer to. Like, I feel like these people are already legends in their own right. He might be able to pull some legends here and there, but in terms of people who are up and coming, unless he, unless he develops his own label, mm -hmm. unless he develops his own artist, I'm not sure if he's going to get any Real major name recognition for overall. So I, I, I don't really, I don't really see him getting back to what he was before. What's up? Y'all remember, remember his first album? Remember all the people that was on there? Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap was on there. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, a boogie with the hoodie. Yeah. Um, Kanye oh, yeah. was on there twice. Yeah. He. Yeah, so I saw actually I, I saw two reports uh over the last couple of days that was <laughs> that was not a good sign. So number one, uh 
his manager is seemingly making rounds, right? Trying to get, trying to gauge people's interest. So there was a story that came out, DJ Envy. They were like, I guess they're trying to get an interview on the Breakfast Club. And, and, and his manager, Six Nine's manager, called DJ Envy at like 4 a.m. and was like, nah, hell no, nah, he's not coming up here. He's, he's banned, whatever that means, right? Same thing with uh, Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher uh, was contacted by Six Nine's manager. And he even put out a Twitter poll and was like, yo, what you think my response was? And his, and his options for the Twitter poll was no and hell no. Yeah. <laughs> and the one with hell no went like, it was like 90 something percent. Like that's going to be a thing for him because unfortunately, like you and I talk about, snitching is hip hop's number one sin. And I don't like it. I understand it because street culture has infiltrated rap music like on a whole nother level at this point. So unless you now say snitching is no longer that big a deal, it's not going to be possible unless the machine gets behind them and starts working overtime to get this man more looks in whatever that looks like. So nah, I don't I don't think he'll get back to where you know what he was or even close to. Nah, I, I agree. But with I do, sorry, but I do believe I do believe he still has a career. Like I do believe there's still enough people who like his music. And you know how you know how this works. Like over time, people are gonna forget. Yeah. Like, give it about a year, and all that stitching shit. Not that people are gonna forget, but they're gonna be like, oh, we don't care as much anymore. And if he drops a hit, yeah. And if he drops a hit, yeah, he's gonna be back. Not to what he was, but he's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna get the limelight. I think. What you think though? I I agree with y'all. Um, I think he's gonna continue to be relevant for this short period. Uh, maybe not even a short period. I think he's going to continue to be relevant just off the fact of what you just said about how um, Benny the Butcher posted that tweet. Um, DJ Envy said what he said. I think, like, as if y'all keep talking about him, he's going to keep creating controversy, you know? Like, he's going to take advantage of that. Now, Little Dirk, he seemed to, like, kind of, like, understand that and stop responding to him. You know, like, as of recently, you'll see, like, 6 9 from time to time in Dirk's comments talking about his cousin Nooski or talking about Vaughn, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you don't even see Dirk respond anymore like he used to. And I think that that takes the power away from him. So if, like, the whole industry can really, like, just ignore what he got going on, then it's over for 6 9 because he only thrives off of controversy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, I think, yeah, that's it. And, you know, I'm going to say something that even the deeper. To kind of go the uh, to to kind of go uh, a little away from there, mm. uh, I think Six Nine is actually destroying opportunities for people that look like him, like Spanish rappers. I think mm. he's actually destroying opportunities for people that kind of move like him. You know what I'm saying? Where if you have if you've ever questioned somebody's like gangster as a rapper, mm. he's kind of making people second guess, like if these people are really about that life. I give you a good example. The reason I say that. Uh, in New York, uh, there's a dude named CJ, right? You know, the dude that made whoopty, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tight yeah. ass songs. Mm -hmm. I guess one big underground rapper came out and said, yo, he's giving me 6 9 vibes. 2 2 G's. Two, you saw that, right? Yeah. 2 2 G's. Yeah. He came out and said, yo, he's giving me 6 9 vibes. And I'm I'm looking at the video. I'm like, you know, I, I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Because, like, you know, he's this, this um, Spanish dude. And like, just like six nine, he's in the hood. He's going like extra hard. He got the red car, you know, like 
just like in the hood, like all this stuff blades, and I'm like, yo, like as a Spanish rapper, like it, it, it's it's making it hard for people to believe that you know you you are who you say you are, yeah. and I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and if we keep it real, nobody's gonna be able to do it on a six nine level, like in terms of like the the game banging and stuff. Like that was mm-hmm. the first time we seen like. Remember his music videos he used to drop, and all yeah. you seen is red flags and and all yeah. this stuff. And it yeah. was like you ne- we never seen nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least to that extent, you know. And then like he's going around the world and he's telling people to test his gangster and like you know like like nobody's gonna do it like that. Like <laughs> like he kind of took it too far. You know what I'm he saying? Took he took it too far. Marketing, marketing genius. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him his flowers in that regard. Like he, he, he is of the likes of something we've never seen as far as like self promotion of an artist taking their career. Like I, I, I firmly believe. Like if I was, if I was in the room with him, I feel like he's the one coming up with all damn near all the ideas. Yeah, damn near all of the concepts. Yeah, how we gonna do a publicity stunt here? How we gonna do? Like Pretty I could just put the kill cards in trouble. Put yeah, guards making them do some dumbass yeah. stuff, vulnerable, making them vulnerable. Yeah. Making them go to Chirac, remember? Like he went to Chicago, filmed the video, like doing all that crazy right. shit. Yeah. And so from that regard, yeah, he knows how to generate buzz. So hey, if he got that skill set, maybe he's never down and out. But again, I think a hit solves everything. And, and we're in a right. we're in a new age, man. Like we yeah. got, you know, like. I struggle with this sometimes too because I don't want to. I don't want to accept it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, we're in a new age. Like the kids who listen to Six Nine, and or just I don't even want to call them kids because that's grown people who listen to them as well. Mm-hmm. But I would say they don't care nothing about this snitching shit. They don't care at all. They don't give a di- like we. So there's two opposite approaches of people who are who are viewing hip hop now. It's the OG. Whatever that was, the people who live and die by the snitching, you gotta, you can't snitch, you gotta write all your bars yourself, right? You can't have no ghostwriters, or you will not be respected. Y'all can probably throw some extra stuff in here. And you have to have somebody else's girl, like you have to have stolen somebody's girl before. Give me, give, me the, give me the Ten Commandments of hip hop. Come on, you gotta have a diamond on your head, like yeah. You gotta have, you gotta have a twenty-four, yeah. uh, twenty-four million diamond in the middle of your head. Uh, yeah. You yeah. have to have caught a body. Yeah. You have to, if you go to jail, your your career is gonna pop. Like yeah. it's, it's automatic. You gotta have a first day out. You gotta have a <laughs> you gotta that's hilarious, but that's true. Or a second day, that works too. Or that's last right. day. It, like they all do it, man. So yeah. Right. I don't know, man. We'll see, we'll see what happens though, man. We'll Let me ask y'all this one last question. One last question. What's that? On Everyday Struggle, you used to have this segment called On the Clock, right? I want to ask y'all, what artist do y'all feel like is on the clock that needs a hit in the near future or they're done for? Mm. Woo! Wait, done, done? Like, done, done? They're out of here? Like, they like, like, yeah, like, they're, like, not going to be relevant anymore. Like, they need a hit soon. Like, if they drop anything that's not a hit, they're gone. <laughs> Yo, let me search my library real quick. You might have some. Say, I got a couple. Go ahead. Go ahead. It pains me to say this. Wiz Khalifa. Mm. 
hit in the worst way, bro. Like, wow. Oh man, Wiz, I'm I'm actually surprised Wiz Khalifa made it to 2021 still making music because like, wow. He remember he used to come out with black and yellow hits yeah. and like every single time he came out with a hit. Yeah. In the last couple of years, man, it just haven't been hitting, man. And I'm like, he he needs a hit. Yo, Wiz is like turning into currency, like. Uh, one of those people that's beloved by the culture, but like, yeah, just can't get one. Just can't get one, and he's trying. Yeah. He's trying. He's trying. What about you? Who do you who do you think? Oh, I, I got one. I got one. Um, man, there's there's so many, man. But some of these people, I don't even think a hit will save them. So I give you the people that I think, even if they got a hit, they're still done. Um, people like. <laughs> People like Smoke Perp. Uh, yeah. People like Lil Pump. No, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Like, even if they got they don't, they don't qualify to me. I'm just saying, they're done. There's people who listen to them, but they're done. They're, like, they're, 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 they're out of here. Yeah. Uh, you know who really needs to show and prove? And it, it sucks because, like, I like this guy, Dave East. Mm-hmm. Dave East, mm-hmm. if he does not get a hit anytime soon, mm-hmm. we going to have to start, like, really calling him what he is, which is a potential field rapper who never, never lived up to what we thought he could be. Mm-hmm. I just feel that way. Like Davies, Davies needs a hit in the worst way. He really does. Wow. Who, who you got though? I got I got a couple more. I gotta sit on it and think though. But who you uh, got Joe? I think Wabi and Namir for sure. Um, I think Namir needs something. I mean, he's already done. Yeah, most, yeah. He's done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Most, yeah. Done. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if you think about him at the height of his career, it was banger after banger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah. next time he drops, if it's not that, like, it's over for him. I say yeah. that all the time. I say that all the yeah. time. Here. Yeah. yeah. I think – um I used to think Kodak, you know, mm. Kodak just got out. Everybody's anticipating. Kodak need one. I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with Kodak. You don't think Kodak yeah. needs one? <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying is, let me rephrase that. I don't think that if Kodak Black does not drop a hit, he's done. Like Kodak Black is, before he went to jail, bro, like he he was solidified. Like I, I, I thought Kodak Black music. Yeah, he doesn't absolutely need one, or else he's done. Like, I see where Jordan's coming from, though. I see where Jordan's coming from. Where I think he right now he's at the peak of like what he can be, and if he puts, if he right now if he takes a hit, if he if he makes a hit right now, I think he can get to that next level. If he doesn't make a hit, then like I think he's going to either stay at where he's at or go down a little bit. Yeah, I, I feel you. I got another name for you though. Okay. Um, Lil Yachty. Mm. I thought. I got it. Lil, listen, you know, Lil Yachty. last album was pretty good. Hey. Yeah. Drake, Drake and uh the baby, that's a hit. I think it was, I think, it, 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 was it was a hit, but like bro, that was a hit, bro. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that song. Like I love the video, I love everything about this Like to me, to me, Lil Yachty, I put it like this: Lil Yachty, he was so in debt musically. 
that like that one song did not save him. It didn't bring him up to flow. Like he still has musical debt to me. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I'm looking at this. Like you can be so far in the hole that like one hit is not just going to bring you up. To I don't think it's in the hole though. I don't think I don't think Yachty's in the hole. I think I think Yachty just got unlucky because when he dropped um the album, it was like the same day the George Floyd incident happened. So he never really got to mm-hmm. like you know have his fair shake. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then we didn't get a summer, so we couldn't really like live with uh, the Oprah joint. Yeah. You know? yeah, I think he deserves another chance. Like that joint is fire. Like the, uh, no, I, I, love, I, I love that joint. I listen to that joint all the time. Man. That song was tough. It was tough. What about Corday? <laughs> what about Corday? Because everybody's like, "Yo, what's next from you? You just came off the Grammy high. We need something on that caliber." I think Corday, I always talk about Corday where it was like, it almost felt like his last album was an appetizer. Mm. And now, like, we need the entree. We yeah. Need, yeah. Yo, what you about to come? Because th- we haven't placed, we haven't figured out where we want to place Corday yet. Like, mm-hmm. is Corday, like, one of the, just one of the better, like, Lil rappers? Or is he, like, up there with the J. Coles of the world? And the, right, right. Know, this next album will tell you where he, he needs to be placed. Damn. In my- you know, you know, I got another name for you guys, uh, okay. and, and this is probably in the realm of Corday, um, uh, Chance the Rapper. I was about to say Chance the Rapper. <laughs> hey, that's a big, that's a big one. If Chance the Rapper, let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and, I, and I'm going to be just straight up. That last album that he dropped, um, which, what was it? The Big Day. The Big Day. <laughs> yo, that album, yo, listen, that album was so mediocre that I believe, firmly believe, he used the cancellation of his tour, right? I don't know if you guys remember that. Like, he, he canceled, like, he, he set up this whole freaking, I don't know if it was a world tour or US tour, but it was, it was, they were selling tickets and then they canceled the whole fucking big day tour because they claimed there was a production issue. Nah, nope. I know. Enough. Yo, anytime anytime somebody talking about there's a production issue and that's how we have that's why we had to cancel the tour, I'm not rolling. Y'all aren't. Nope. No, not enough demand. I'm not I'll, saying it doesn't I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but with Chance the Rapper? Yeah. Fam, that album was mediocre at best. At best. Now, he, he needs to hit in the worst way. In the worst way. This one hurts to say I love this guy. Joey Badass. Ooh, I love Joey Badass. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite rappers. At one that's point, he was my favorite. Heart. But it's true though. It's I, true. Still, it's true. I still, I still, love that album he put out. Uh, America. America. Yeah. America, America, what's it called? What's it called? Um, what's it called? It had the KKK in the yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I love that. I love every song on that album. Every I, single song. I overplayed it. I overplayed it. Out. I played yeah, it out. Me too. All American Badass. All American Badass. Phenomenal album. Fire. But I agree with that. Because he 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 kind of disappeared and it's kind of like, you know, now it's around, around now. We need something from you. We like, need something. We need I, got something. Yo, no, I, I feel like we could just throw names in here. Yeah, me. all day long. <laughs> Yo, I, got, I got another name. I got another name. I got one. Go 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 Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you wild. What? You wild. Black. Trippy Red's last album, 
I was like, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't bad. But like, I feel like it almost showed like he's almost his time's almost up, like his prime. Like I feel like his next song, his next hit will determine whether or not his prime is over, or like you know he's gonna keep going. In my opinion, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I can't agree. I can't agree. I, I, I'm with you on the last album not being the best. You're right. It was it was too long. And it just wasn't, it didn't hit that much. But there were still some good songs on there. Good like, I don't think that he's done if he does not. Like, I think that, so that's really where I'm coming from. Like, I thought this segment was about if they do not drop a hit, they're out of here. People are not checking for them again. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, isn't okay. that what this is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Fair. that's fair. That does not apply to Trippy Ray, in my that's opinion. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. And I feel like Trippy Ray is getting better. Like, over time, like, seeing yeah, right. He's getting better. He's, He's getting, getting better. better. He's getting better. I got, I, I got one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, wait, no, no, no. I was going to say, I got, I got one last name. Um, and you guys may disagree. I don't know where you guys stand on this. But, like, whoo, it pains me to say this. ASAP Rocky. Oh, yeah. I, I, I already, like. ASAP Rocky. I heard he's about to drop an album this year, a couple months. Because remember, I was on the queue. We we you know we we talk about music all the time. I don't know how you felt about his last album, testing uh, Jordan, but <laughs> I, I, I agree. Now now you cannot have two albums of trash in a row. Like I need to see more improve, and I need a, I, I legitimately need a hit from him because I I feel like ASAP Rocky is one of them dudes who he was on the, he was at the forefront of 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 this like new era in a way. Like he was one of those guys who really was the man back four or five, six years ago, really, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he, came with the he came up with the Kendricks. They were all bro, kind of looked at as the same. J. Cole. ASAP Rocky was one of the leaders of the new school. And I feel like he kind of just fell back and and the, for whatever reasons it was, but I but musically speaking, I think he needs one. He needs yeah. one. But has he ever? I mean, I mean, okay. I mean, he had he had some hits, but like he's never been hit based though. Like, all right. So that's yeah, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if his next project is bad, I don't think he's done. He's still nah, he, as long as he got he ain't done. Musically, nah, he's out of here. We're not hey. checking for him after two out two bad albums in a row. No, you can't do that. Nah, I'm checking for him. Is he is he still the hottest ASAP? Are you checking for him or are you checking for Rihanna? Which one? Of course I'm checking for her. <laughs> I mean, they're together, so I'm saying like... Nobody mentioned Rihanna? Nobody said Rihanna needs a hit? She don't. She, Rihanna's <laughs> relevant forever. Yeah, Rihanna's etched in stone. Like, yeah. she don't even... To be honest with you, I don't even want music from Rihanna. I'm yeah. really, I was just joking. No. I, I, I know. Do you think she could pop Anti? Because Anti was crazy. Anti was dope. I don't think so, man. What? Anti with a 10 out of 10. I don't know if she can do that. I, I don't think she can top that. I don't. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. Anti was so. SZA was on Anti, I believe. She was. She actually wrote a few songs, if I'm not mistaken, off, off Anti. SZA um, might, might be off. But yeah. Yeah, but, but no. But that's a dope segment. I'm, I'm glad you brought the uh, everyday struggle topic and segment. I had to. to, had to. I like that. I like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Had to.
Yo, hey, this is this has been really fun, man. We really we really appreciate you for pulling up, man. Hey, and for real, for real, we can do this anytime, man. Like, hey, I really, it. really enjoyed this convo with you, man. I'm with yeah, it, bro. Man. Thank y'all for having me, man. You know what I'm oh, saying? Just, hey, yo, y'all need to keep doing this, like, keep doing this, because this is dope right here. This is dope. Oh, man. Thank you, it. man. Appreciate it. For sure. It. For sure. What's y'all like? What's y'all like in goal? Like, what do y'all want out of this? Mm. Uh, I want about like ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. Yeah, in all seriousness, I think that you know, really for real, for real, like we just a uh, music lover. Like mm-hmm. you know, Uche since high school, we, we've been talking about music, and so to be able to put it on wax, to be able to share it with y'all, like it's it's been fun. It's it's therapeutic. That's a sad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same thing, man. Like, this is, it's natural, it's normal. So, you know, it's like when I'm kicking it with my guy who I know him for the longest, it don't feel like work. So ultimately, I feel like what we're doing is trying to craft a community of people who just like talking about music, just straight up. Like, I don't want to lose the music aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, things happen, you grow, you scale up, you might need to start talking about some other shit that people else, you know, other people care about. But like, I think we just are two dudes who just really love music and, and really love expressing our opinions, breaking down albums, breaking down songs. And it's fire. Like, you know, that's the end goal is to do that until wherever the next level is and wherever that takes us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, keep going, yo, keep going. Y'all need to get on Clubhouse, by the way. I've been told this guy don't have an iPhone. I told, I told, I told, I told, him, I told him. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. <laughs> I was like, yo, one day I might just pull up on one of them clubhouses, the one, one of those clubhouse uh, forms that Meek Mill is on, and just start talking. <laughs> I, I always wanted to be cussed out by Meek Mill in my life, so you know. Yeah, man. That's thanks again for having me, yo. It was fun being here. Appreciate now, it, hey, before, before we get up out of here, man, what's next for you, though? I want, I want to get, like, what's next for you? Like, what do you, what? not necessarily where do you see yourself? I mean, you can answer the same question, but, like, what what's next for you in terms of what you're doing at Complex, how you really see where you're going? Man. And next for you. I really want to make more of a transition of being on camera, like, even, like, right now. Um, mm. You know, I, I feel like my purpose in life is to just, help other creatives in, in all shapes and forms. And mm-hmm. it's even to the point where the means of what I'm doing doesn't even matter, right? Like you'll see that I do music, I um, shoot videos, act, edit, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And that's really all for the end goal of helping somebody else, inspiring somebody else, turning that light bulb on for them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so as long as I can get that end result, the actual means of it, how I get there, doesn't matter that much, but I noticed that my words have a strong effect on people. So, you know, like even how you found me on YouTube, like I want to do more of that. I got to get consistent with that um, and just, you know, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you, got a, you got a good presence. Like, you know, great. Like when you're on the mic, like you got to, like to me, like a, a great host, somebody that, you know, when you speak, like it's you. You make. I always tell Uchi like your words matter. Like when you speak, make sure your words matter. And I think your words matter. So Thank like it's you. never like that. Hey, bright future me. Hey man. Hey, when I'm broke, like I might start asking for uh, some money from you, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, uh, hey, you got the uh, 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 cash app? <laughs> uh, uh, damn that! I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to borrow that microphone from you, man. Like I told yeah, you, I told you before we shoot. You gotta let me borrow that game chair. You gotta let me get that chair. I know that joint yeah. was expensive. Oh yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, this this pillow is extra comfortable too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been really dope, man. Hey, we'll, we'll do this again soon, but um, yeah, man. Jordan Wood, check him out. I'm sorry, Jordan. I said Jordan Woods. Hey, I just disrespected <laughs> you. <laughs> Jordan Low, check yes, his YouTube channel out. Check him on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Give it to him real quick, because I don't know if you said that before. Sorry. So you can find me on YouTube at Jordan Low, um, and then you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Low Show Co., that is L O S H O W C O. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back uh, with our obviously, you know, the segment we've been doing for you guys uh, more recently, our indie review, and uh, we got a, a bunch of songs we want to review with you guys. Um, shout out to everybody out there who has submitted their song to us. Trust me, we got your email. Um, We'll get to it when we get to it, guys. Like straight up, you know, it's a lot of y'all. We can't get to you guys on every episode, but for this episode, we got four singles, one album review. Q, how do you feel about some of the songs that we've uh, that we've heard? Just give me your give give me your, your take before we dive into the details. Yo, I mean, everybody came with the heat this time, man. I ain't gonna lie. A uh, lot of confident musicians out there that uh, really impressed me, man. I ain't gonna lie. I think it's an impressive bunch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, with 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 that being said, let's jump right into the music reviews. But first, we want to show you guys a little little thing that we put together for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoyed that. If you're listening to this on the audio, you couldn't see it, but whatever. Uh, it's our new little, little promo segment here. Uh, first song, though, we have an artist by the name of Detroit YB. Don't know if that stands for Young Boy, but we're going to go with that anyway. He dropped a song called I Get Around. Actually, he gave us, he dropped off the visuals, too, so cute. Uh, what do you think about the song? That's a good point that you 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 added the visuals on there because I think the visuals actually rounds it out. Um, Detroit YB, I'm assuming it's from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about the visuals. Detroit, Michigan looks beautiful. Wherever he is, like maybe I'm assuming the downtown area of Detroit, bruh, it looked like a nice ass city. So all these people that want to talk all that mess about Detroit, take a look at those visuals. Trust me, the city looks nice. But um, uh, I thought the song was fantastic, man. I, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying I give it a four out of five. Uh, you know, one thing is uh, the song is powered by one of my favorite flows that's out right now. You know, the, the flow that goes da-da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, but Detroit gives it, Detroit YB gives it a certain flair. He gives it more oomph. Um, and then also his confidence makes that flow sound even better to me. And then when you add on the 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 you know competitive slash uh, you know boisterous slash gangster ass lyrics into the equation, uh, I think you got something good. I will say this: one thing that's interesting about the song is that 
it features an instrumental that initially you might be a little like annoyed by. It's almost like a, it almost sounds like one of them kids that's yeah, 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 in your ear. But like, I think that gives it like this weird hypnotizing effect on you that just makes the song better. Um, overall, like I said, four out of five, it's a very good song. Detroit YB, man, that was dope, man. That was dope. Yeah, uh, I think you're right on point, man. And you know what's what's funny to me with this song is you're right. The the production was a bit, I call it annoying sounding at first listen, but um it, it settled in perfectly. I thought that Detroit YB's vocals, his his confidence, his his swagger, um, the way he was really carrying his carrying himself over the over the actual track was was very seamless. You know what I'm saying? And 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 Here's a pet peeve of mine that um, I usually go back and forth with, but um, the people who do it well, I give them mad props. And it's when the cadence of the verses match the the cadence of the, the hook. You know, like when they just keep the same cadence, like I generally don't like that uh, because I, I like I like more of a switch up. But I think that this song has enough energy that, that kind of gives it a little bit of life and sets it apart. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, ultimately, the thing, the thing about this song is it's one of them joints that's really going to get, I think, people energized. And so I don't know if he has a single, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know if this is a single. I don't know if Detroit, the whole city is open with, with the, with what's going on, uh, in the world right now, but I need to hear this joint in the club. I, I, I need to hear this joint, like, you know, really hyping up. Uh, the the people because I feel like it it has that type of um, feel to it where it can really get people energized. Ultimately, Detroit Young Boy snapped straight up. The whole the whole song was just him going straight through with bars, and, and I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. So, with that being said, I'm gonna give this song five stars. Uh, sorry, four stars. Four stars, man. Strong four. Four out of five. It's a strong four. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's one of those joints that's like impossible to 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 give anything less than four man like if you if you a love a lover of hip-hop music especially today's day and age hip-hop music i think it's impossible to to give anything less than four uh next song that we're going to review is called aim high by what i'm assuming is kitten um if you can see how it's spelled down there, it's spelled a little differently. Uh, what do you think about this song, Mr. Uche? Funny you ask me. I, I, I had it has to be kidding. It has to. Be. And so, with that being said, yeah. Um, I thought she did first and foremost. I love the way the song opened up. It's like we're getting a bunch of songs and a bunch of submissions with people who are giving us like little soul, soulful feel type songs and I feel like she stuck true to that you know what I'm saying she really spoke her truth and she really gave a, a, a sense that like she was really speaking to the people um unapolog unapologetically which I can appreciate um confidently I can I, I'll say that and and with that being said it really gave me like old Drake vibes that, with the flow she was giving off. I'm talking about like old nine old nine Drake where she was like I'm talking about so far gone at the end of so far gone right before thank you later trying to like give people that confident flow the things that um i think people don't really do these days so with that being said um 
I like Kitten's flow on this. I thought that um, it could have used a little bit of energy, though. Uh, but I, I'm a fan of the lackadaisical flow. <laughs> that's that's my that's my shit. That's my shit. So so kitten. Um, by the way, cool name. I like the way you're spelling it too. Like straight up. That's interesting. Um, I need to see some visuals to this. You know what? I'm getting to the point with these submissions that um, I feel like we're getting spoiled with people submitting their music videos to us. You know what I'm saying? Like there there is power in visuals to to songs. So. Um, if this song had visuals, I could really see that. I could really see me liking this a bit more. Um, fire beat, lackadaisical bars. That's not a bad thing. Um, I think the way she did it was was really good. But I think overall, if it had more energy, I would feel it a little. And when I say energy, I mean in her her performance. Her performance could have used a little bit of energy. So I'm gonna give this song a solid three and a half out of five. Solid. Very, very solid track. It's definitely not something that's going to blow you away, but I think it's solid album cut type material that you could gravitate and go back to and, and really enjoy in the future. So, Q, what do you think? Before I give my opinion on it, I want to say, I want to ask Kitten um, a quick question. Is that you about to dunk on that front cover of the, uh, the single artwork? Like, about to, like, yam it? Like, Vince Carter style on there? Like, that will be dope. Um, but anyway, uh, so I kind of disagree a little bit with you in certain things that you said about this song. So first and foremost, um, let me start off with a rating. And I'm going to be a little difficult here. So if this is supposed to be a lead single to get people hyped up for an album, I'm going to give it about a 3.5 because I agree with you that it kind of lacks energy in terms of trying to get somebody hyped up for something. But if this is just like the intro to an album, I'm gonna give that thing like a four, four out of five, 4.5 out of five, because to me, this just felt like an album intro cut. Like the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Jay-Z, The Ruler's Back uh, on the Blueprint, where similar beat, where it's like a soulful beat that's still like hard hitting. Um, this person that's kind of trying to exercise their skills, show you that um, dropping bars is something that comes easy for them. That's kind of the vibe that I got. And so, like, I'm not sure The Ruler's Back is one of Jay-Z's best uh, songs, but, like, when you put it into perspective uh, for the fact that it started the blueprint off, I think that's what made it even tighter. Um, I will say with the rhymes, I think it's funny. I think that Initially, her rhymes start out like elementary, a little more simple. But then as the song goes on, she starts to toy with certain flows that I get like, whoa, I'm, I'm like impressed with. And then she starts to get more intricate with her rhymes and raps. So I think it's a song that gets better. But like I said, if it's if it's if it's an album intro, I'm giving this thing like four or four point five. If it's just a song to get people excited, then, uh, you know, three point five or so. Okay. All right. That's fair. I'm not it's mad at that grade. Let's let us just put it this way. It's a good song. It's a, it's good, a good song. We're not debating on that. I think we have we have difference of opinions, but we're not debating on whether the song is good. The song is good. Mm -hmm. So um yeah, man. Uh well, kidding, you know, let us know what your intentions of this song is. Cause um 
You know, it's a, I don't believe there's a video to this, but it was just a single that was on YouTube. Sent us, a, sent us a link. If you're planning to shoot a video for this, I would love to see it. Uh, if this is an intro, like you said, it might work better. It might work better. So uh, if it's you dunking, I'm getting out of the way. Because you dunking. <laughs> yeah. Person look like they about to throw it down on somebody. Facts. Let's move on, though. Uh, the next song we have to talk about is by a guy named Nick Reed. Uh, I believe he's out of Colorado. Uh, shout out to you for submitting your, your song to us. He dropped a song called My Broken Heart. Uh, Q, I know you heard it. I know you heard it. What are your thoughts? Um, You know what? First, first and foremost, shout out to Colorado. That's one of my favorite uh, states, particularly Denver. That is one of my favorite cities in the world. The downtown Denver is one of the best downtowns in America. Quote me, at me, I don't care, whatever. But to the song. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't quite love his performance on the song. But I really like everything else. And by everything else, I mean the melodies. The melodies are are intoxicated. Um, I love the energy per se that he brings. Um, I love the beat, how it bounces. I don't quite love the quality, I will say that, of the song. But the, I, I think it has potential of being a really good song. It's just... I'm not a big fan of the vocal performance. I think it could be a little more dynamic. Um, but I mean, I, I, I could definitely see myself replaying it. Um, if I were to give it a grade, I would say about a three, 3.5, something like that. Okay, three out of five, I think that's fair. Um, so for me, like you said, man, shout out, to, shout out to Denver, man. You know, I actually proposed to my now fiance in Denver. During the pandemic, which is crazy, but um, you're right, man. The, the 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 Denver scene, man, is is underrated. Straight up, I've been a lot of different places in in, in America. You have too, Q, and I think people need to actually put some respect on Denver's name for real. Uh, dope city. Uh, but anyway, this is this ain't about me. This is about Nick Reed. Uh, Q, you said it, man. I think uh, you're right on the money as far as the the infectiousness of the actual song itself. Um, I make this point all the time. I'm going to keep saying it until the cows come home or at least until I'm wrong. Shit. Guitars. Throw some guitars in the beat, bro. It's going to bring out the life. It's going to bring out the life in the music. And I think that uh, the melody that he used in the hook also brought the song to life. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it goes like, I think about you every single night. So it, like, I see what he was trying to do. But ultimately, your point about the vocal performance, I think, is spot on. I think the song was well written. It's it, it was well constructed. I think the you know like and what I mean by that is like from the flow of the verse to the actual hook to just how the song actually came about, perfect. Mixed with the production, perfect. His performance lacked a bit because. His singing was not up to par for what type of song he was trying to pull off. If he was, if his, if his singing was a little bit better, I don't know what you need to do to invest in a better, um, I don't know, improve your singing. Some people have it, some people don't. But hey, there are such things as vocal coaches. 
you can improve your singing if you didn't know that. And this goes for you, Nick, and this goes for any other any other person. Shit. Q, you can't sing at all, but I'm sure if you spend some little bit of money, like you might be able to sing. Don't you wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm hard. But that's what, you know, all, all the, everybody has vocal coaches. Ariana Grande. Um, the best of them do, right? I've seen everybody has a vocal coach, and I, I think that's a great point. Like, I think a vocal coach would be able to uh, bring out the best in this song because I don't particularly think he's a bad singer. I just think for this particular right. song, it needed a certain type of sound. By you all, know? by by all means, by all means, like, yeah, I want to make that point as well. He's not a bad singer. It's again that type of song. That type of performance needed somebody with a bit more clarity in their vocals for, to, mm -hmm. to be able to pull it off and make it flawless. Mm -hmm. But that's not me saying that the song is not good. So to be honest with you, I still really like the song. I like so the song. overall, nice. I'm going to give this about a 3.5 out of 5. Mm -hmm. But it, would, it has the right. potential of being a 5. That's the thing that's interesting. It, about. it has the potential of being a 5. Next song is Brooksieve. I'm guessing I, I need help with that one. I need help with that one. Bro, I have no I, I actually was struggling. I thought it was like I thought I was my eyes were playing tricks on me. I have no idea how to pronounce homeboy's name. Let, let's go with Broxiv. Broxiv. Brooksiv. I see Brooks. I see Brooks. <laughs> Brooksive. And then he has a song called Heck No Evil. Heck No Evil. Heck No Evil. Um, what do you think about the song, my brother? Hmm. So. See? See, America? Wow. See how hard that is? Pronounce it. Yeah, it's impossible. But, and I think he did it on purpose, man. Like, I, I do like people who, like, try to confuse people. Like, that, there is a talent in that. There's a place for that. I'm here for that. Um, so hey, we probably butchered it and it's all good, but in terms of the song itself, I thought it was different, man. Like, like I really don't really know where he was going with the direction of this song because to be quite honest with you, it was all over the place. The raps were erratic, his flows were erratic. There were times where he was actually offbeat, and there were times where he was on beat. Um the production of the song is something I really thought was it was more of an experience than anything else because, you know, what he what he did was uh, really bring this like madness effect to the to the song itself. Kind of reminded me of what Eminem tries to do the majority of the time he would make records back in the day. You know, he, he had this like really dark feel, uh, manic type feel. Um, rock star grungy type i can tell by the artwork of this single that this, this uh broxiv again apologize if we pronouncing that wrong pretty sure we are and matter of fact if you could correct this please <laughs> i want to know how to pronounce your name but i can tell he's like a real different type of dude like you could just tell like in, in the artwork itself it's like a mix between Mario Judah meets Ski Master Slump God meets XXX Tentacion. Bro, I don't know, but it was different. I'm here for it though. 
but I might have to take some Tylenol after after hearing this song because my head kind of hurts. Like there's a lot of fucking shouting and a lot of screaming. Um, probably not the song I would go to every time, but but it's a it's a cool song. It's different. It's different. It's different. That's what I will say. So three out of five stars. That's what I'm going with. Q, what do you think? Well, you know, you know what I always say is that you know. Music has a place. Every every single song has a, a specific place. And um, sometimes that place that you're taking on doesn't make sense necessarily. Um, I think in this situation, um, Brooks, let's just say that, Brooks uh, wanted to just like take us on this like haunting, terrifying journey, you know, didn't necessarily want the music to sound pleasant or didn't want the music to sound What's the opposite of erratic? Um, uh, saying he he just wanted to give us a, a horror movie like experience, and I respect that, and I understand that, and so um, I really like that. I, I, I honestly, when you put it in perspective, like especially me being a, a major horror movie fan, I've seen all the horror movies. I've seen everything from Rage Carry to The Shining to Rosemary's Baby. Um, I thought this was a pretty cool experience. Um, and I do think he's a good rapper. Like there's there's moments in the song where like I can tell like this dude can go bar for bar with anybody. But then there's moments that I can tell that he sacrificed uh, some of his rapping skills to just kind of um, prove that he's not sane up there. Like he he's trying to prove to us throughout the song that he's he he got a couple screws loose. So if you listen to the song in perspective, like similar to um Kitten's song, put it in perspective, the right perspective. Like like wear the same goggles that you wore when you listen to DMX's Damien, where a grown ass man was trying to intimidate a little kid with the same voice and everything. You put it in that same perspective, I think the song is good. I think the song is enjoyable. I think the song is about 3.5 out of 5, in my opinion. Okay. <clears throat> I think that's fair. Um, what did I give it? A 3? I don't remember. What did, three. I, what did I say? I gave three. it a 3. All right. Cool. So, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all good. But shout out to you, man. Shout out to you for submitting your music, man. Now, on to the next project. Um, and the last one that we're going to do for this episode, this was actually not a single, but more of a full-length project. So uh, we, we're going to spend a little bit more time on this because, uh, you know, it, it kind of deserves it. Uh, 13 songs, gentleman by the name of Phil Moore Green dropped a project in late December of last year called The Survival Scroll. And, uh, man, Q, I... I, th- I want to like just chop it up. Let's let's go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like you heard the album, I heard it. Um, I I thought it was very impressive. I thought it was very impressive, and um, you know it, it 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 really surprised me to be honest with you because when I threw it on, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, but I think very early on in the project, it was clear to me that this was going to be a quality effort because. I, you know, we, we, we talk about this a lot about the, the people who submit music to us. And, you know, listen, we're just one platform and there's many platforms. But as always, if you take your craft seriously, if you're somebody who is about this life and about this music stuff, invest in yourself. 
Invest in the quality of the songs, invest in the artwork, invest in um, you basically performing at your highest peak, double down on, triple down on the things that you do well. And I think that what Fillmore Green does and what he did on this project was uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Production wise, in interjecting a lot of soul within all, damn near every beat. You know what I'm saying? We had sample loops. We had things that we had things that like didn't really, um, you know, it, it wasn't really part of um, your, your average and maybe traditional, uh, not traditional, but your the songs that you're hearing these days from artists, right? We, we're entering into a more melodic feel and Fillmore Green is attempting to bring back the essence of hip hop, right? And so that's what that was. So Q, give me your high level thoughts and let's jump into the, after that, and let's jump into the, um, the details of the album. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a true, it's, it's an attempt by Fillmore uh, to make a classic hip hop album. Like, you know how we we, we tie a certain sound, a, a certain vibe to uh, classic hip hop albums. I'm not sitting here saying that this is Illmatic, but like, it's clearly an attempt to try to sound like that type of body of work. And I, I think it's a great attempt, actually. Um, but I'm just going to sit here and say that this is easily, probably, more than likely, the best album I've heard this year so far. Any for, out of all the albums that come out, I and mean, I've heard this year, and mind you, it's, it's February. <laughs> but so far, from all the albums that I heard, this is the best that I've heard so far. Well, well, let's be clear. Let's be clear though, because that is a big statement, um, and it's relative. So. A lot of artists have not dropped this year. I'm talking about when I say a lot, I mean like the mainstream guys. But you know what? Let's put them aside for now. We, If you're just talking about out of all the music that we review, you review a lot of music, whether it's on this platform, ratingsgamemusic.com. That's a powerful statement. Let's. You should say that again. <laughs> yeah. You should say that again. It's no no debate, actually. It's, it's the best album uh, that I've, I've, I've reviewed I've listened to um, everything is quality. Number one, and then number two, the raps are next level. High high quality raps, flows are great, punchlines are great. Meaningful lyrics, meaningful. Like every bar feels like it's it means something. There's no wasted bars. There's no wasted moments in the album. The way the album flows, the features, everybody that's put. That's everybody that's getting the chance to, to 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 speak on the album does their thing. The interludes, like everything about the album, to me screams out, fantastic. Let me let me tell you something, man. Um, this album was so good. I took notes. I I legitimately had to jot down my ideas. Wow. Because that's how much food for thought it was providing me. So let me reference some of the things that I put down. Uh, number one. Went, hey, by the way, I went to college with this guy. He never Ooh. took notes. You. <laughs> college with you. Hey, hey, he hey, 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 hey. Hey, so, hey, 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 hey. I take, I take notes here. I, Man, damn, yeah. I, I take notes here. You know what? This, that, time, this time I took notes here. Look at that. You know what? That, you know what? Look, 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 look at this. Look at all these goddamn notes. This is just for this project. You, you know, know why that means a lot? Because the notes that you had up here were poisoned by tequila. So they're gone. <laughs> Tequila can't mess with the notes that you got in the damn phone, so that's good news. That is a fact. Um, 
here's one thing I wrote down for, and this is this is how I really feel. The sequencing of this project was 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 second to none. Like, and I think that adds to the point that you're making and I'm making about the feel, how it feels like a classic project, bro. Like sequencing is literally the difference between a project being good and great. You know, like to me, Kendrick Lamar does it extremely well. And, um, uh, even Roddy Rich, uh, somebody who's a complete opposite of a Kendrick Lamar in terms of style, uh, musically, even his project, the uh, please excuse me for being antisocial. The way the songs went from song to song just flowed that is so important to being able to build a, a quality project. And, and this joint did just that. Here's some of the top songs that I want to point out, though, uh, because I can talk about this joint for a while. Uh, my favorite song was Time, straight up. I gave Time five out, uh, five out of five. Unbelievable quality song. It had a perfect blend of, of, of like lyricism, meets radio play, meets adding melody to the hook. Like, it, it just did, it met every benchmark. Every possible benchmark that you can meet in a song going the next level, I think that that song did it. And, and then secondly, and more importantly, that song stood out to me because it, it really felt like a single. It felt like a joint that you should put out if you want to grab people who are not necessarily fans of the, 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 the majority of the music that you make. So... Time to me really stood out to me as the best song. Secondly, uh, I'm gonna follow that up with uh, uh, "Generational Wealth." I don't understand, respectfully speaking, how that was the last song on the project. I mean, I under I understand the concept of going out with a bang, but my God, that song! <laughs> like, I it's to the point where I would actually encourage y'all to switch that song and make it like at the top because in a, in a generation in an era where people are not listening to full length projects especially joints that's like 13 songs they may not even get to that song and that song is one of the best joints on the project you feel me? Am I off? Like, Isn't that how you felt? You felt no, that's I, was I mean, that's, I, mean I, I actually only thing I would disagree I would say it leaves people with a, a, a good taste in their mouth so it's like you know, they can look forward to more projects from him. So I actually like that it's the last song on the project. But I mean, I get I get where you're coming from, though. Here we go. That's from. fair. That's fair. That's fair. And then followed by that, Live from the Metropolis is my third favorite song, followed by Dr. Sebi. And then my fifth favorite song is I Love You because this is what we do on the show. Uh, if we review albums, we're going to give our top five. So, Q, give me your top five. I'm not going to say what we do on the show is we love each other. That's true. I love you too. Um, my top five, I'm going to go breeze by real quick. I love the intro live from the Metropolis. Um, I love you. Obviously, that's a fantastic song. Um, Dr. Sebi is another one that I really enjoyed. Generational Wealth. And um, was that five? That was five, right? Those are my top five songs. Um, I will say, you know, you you mentioned a couple of people that sequence albums really well. Uh, the closest person I can kind of compare this to is Dave East. Dave East sequences albums really well also. And Dave East is gutter. And he's, Dave East, though, still raps over soulful beats. Um, and Dave East makes classic or close to classic albums. So I, I, I really like this joint. I'm saving a couple of these songs in my library because, you know, it's kind of like music used as soul food. Music is so. Fun. Yeah, I want to. 
Well, first off, let me let me listen. I don't stand behind with the statement you just made about Davies. I want to be very clear. I don't think Davies makes classic projects. I think he makes classic. He makes albums that feel has classic feel albums. That's the di- there's a difference. There's a difference. Let's be very clear. I'm not on board with that statement you just made. But <laughs> uh, but, but 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 no, I do want to shout out some of these these interludes as well because it really put together the prop the, the project. And remember, Q. We talked about this a few episodes ago, and I said, yo, what happened to interludes? What happened to people interjecting skits, interludes? It brings the feel of a project together, um, and I think it's something that is missing in rap that needs to come back. Not for everybody, because I don't think everybody can pull it off, but when done well, it definitely makes the project have a better feel. So that that skit called um, uh, Interlude, in parentheses, God, which had those words from Louis Farrakhan, I thought was very uplifting. It, it, it really painted the picture, um, you know, black people are targets, you know, black empowerment, black everything, black youth is the next way, like black everything. I feel you, Fillmore, and, and, and shout out to you for, for including that. And then the other skit that I want to highlight is uh, the one called Shelter, which had a very powerful quote by this dude named... Um, a uh, civil rights activist named William Hayden. I actually Googled all of this. This is how deep I was into this. Civil rights activist in 1964, uh, he was from Pittsburgh. He actually made a quote and uh, it was, it was he was essentially at City Hall making the plight for black people. Anyhow, I don't want to bore you guys. And I mean, you guys who are not hip hop heads and, and really into this music shit like we are. But just know that this project was extremely quality and so uh, we would encourage all of you guys to check this out for real. Definitely will not be, um, you won't be, you won't regret it at all. You just won't. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to check it out myself again. Facts. Uh, generational wealth I saved to my current, my, my private library. And so did I, I did the same thing with time. Those mm-hmm. to me, you know, we had what it took to enter my library, my sacred library that I don't add every song to. So shout out to you, Fillmore Green, and everybody else, um, you know, who we reviewed on this show. Um, Yeah, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing.